Hello, citizens of the world. My name is Elon Musk, mm -hmm. CEO of Tesla and SpaceX. You may have seen my recent reveal for my Tesla truck. Mm -hmm. It was received with mixed reviews, but let me explain what this is really all about. The human race is in great danger, mm -hmm. and we are coming to a point where our entire civilization will be at risk of being eradicated entirely. I have reason to believe that our biggest threat at the moment is a zombie apocalypse. Mm -hmm. Any day now, mad cow disease will transfer to humans, and then it will spread like wildfire. Mm -hmm. I've been trying to come up with as many solutions as possible. Uh, I'm trying to get us into space. I'm trying to get us underground. Then I decided that we should prepare to defend ourselves. Mm -hmm. So I created the flamethrower, and now I give you this indestructible zombie killing machine. I designed this truck to be very sharp, so if you're going at a decent speed, you can chop bodies right in half, and I put the angles high enough so that it should decapitate the head no problem. I urge you all to heed my warning and arm yourself with my flamethrower and truck. <laughs> you can't put a price on your safety. Thank you all for listening, and I hope to see you all on the other side of the apocalypse. Hello and welcome to this plump, juicy, steaming pile of an episode of the Two Dudes in L.A. podcast. In this episode, the dudes recount the last ten years of their life as we move into 2020. Then they introduce a segment called Mormon Stories, where they try to recall things they learned about in Sunday school as kids. Then, the dudes play Don't You Dare Laugh, and Sean takes us down a hilarious, cringy, and kinda sad rabbit hole of a YouTuber's mental breakdown. Then they listen to listener emails and talk about how to address a pet peeve with a roommate. Finally, the dudes close with an excerpt from the alphabet of manliness. I assure you, dear listener, this episode is a doozy, so tie on your bib and unbutton your pants so you can properly devour this oversized overstuffed episode of the TDLA podcast. I'm dreaming of a white Tesla truck. <laughs> I guess it's more silver. If What's up, everybody? I had a million dollars. Oh, I know, right? My goodness. <laughs> I'd buy every Tesla. I'd buy the truck Tesla. I don't even care what you all think. Guys, is we're it, back. What is it? Just that you really want to live inside of a Nintendo sixty four? I want to. I want to live Halo because it looks like a warthog. So if, I want to live. It if all. Halo came out on N sixty four, yes, <laughs> yep, exactly. So, just kidding. Guys, we're back. We're doing what we're doing and we're recording. Woo! Oh, thank you, hey audience. High five! High five! High five! High five! High five! High five! Every episode is Love recorded it. in front of a live audience. I want to be cool like you. In Watson's apartment. Uh, speaking of, I'm your host, Sean Fawson. And I'm your host, Spadinkle. Spadinkle. If and, I can get this out. And I'm we're using my buddy Watson's <laughs> apartment. Okay, he beautiful. was nice enough to let us. Yes. And everyone's here. Thank you. Yeah. All the audience. So yeah. it's okay. You can be quiet. Thank you for me and Spadinkle. Yes. We have upgraded. Yeah, the podcast. So hopefully this sounds even cooler. I'm you feeling, can see on the video. I'm feeling pretty so, legit. Yes, my cats are freaking out in the other room. I'm a little upset with them lately, but you know, being a parent, 
What well, can you do? Do you so, beat your kids? Every day. Okay, good. Every I was morning. Say, you 10. probably don't beat them enough. But. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they've just been little shits lately, little especially so, the little, little sociopaths. One. Yes, I was telling you, we have this uh, heater, or not heater, air conditioner, whatever you call it, swamp cooler. I don't know. <laughs> and right next to it is a lamp. And I, I was in the other room working, and I kept hearing this loud thud. Thud. Like every, like. 15 20 minutes or so <laughs> so i go out to see what they're doing they're usually in the room with me but they were out here and i come outside and i see my cat is literally it's not that big like he is barely there's barely enough room to get his little paws up there but he was up there on the air swamp cooler trying to sleep or like get inside the lamp that was right next to it and I got so so angry because, of course, as soon as he gets in there, it's going to fall. It's going to break. And that's one of my slight, or smart light bulbs. So oh, yeah. I would have been like... pissed. Pissed. It's like a $40 light bulb. God damn. That's, yeah. like, that's like a month of work in China. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, guys, we're back. Uh, I think we're going to be back a lot more often. At least yeah. that's our hope. Yep. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I took I a fucking... month off. And uh, well, went to Utah. I um I recently got a Best Buy card. Boom. Um, because I decided that I want the Switch Lite. <laughs> yeah, because I wanted to play Pokemon. Yes, of course. And appeal to my nostalgia. Yep. Um, but yeah, I was approved for way more money than I should have been <laughs> on be- at Best Buy. So I got my Switch and everything and my games, and then I was like, just browsing. Uh-huh. <laughs> So I got us update the podcast. Yeah. So this I is how us, all the people, the cool peeps. Yeah. This is what they have. It makes sense. Yes. So I got cool. us hand mics. Yep. But I also got us stands. So if uh, you don't want to hold it, you put it in the stand, you put it up right to your now, face, you go Joe Rogan with it. Yes. <laughs> that's what we're, that's what we're slowly turning into is just eventually we will become the Joe Rogan podcast. So. <laughs> <laughs> Watson we'll and I are going to, we're going to merge together and become one <laughs> buff Joe person, Rogan, yes. buff bald person. Yep, exactly. All my fat will go to your muscles. Just, <laughs> not that you, do, Sean, you have muscles. Gosh. Okay. But, but yeah. it's cool. And then I also have a mixer coming on the way. So then it's Oof. just going to feel even more legit. Nice. Um, yeah, we're professionals, baby. So there's that. But sorry, you were, you were talking about you were gone for a minute. I was. I think it, I don't think we've had the podcast since all the stuff was going on. I, uh, so long story short, I took a lot of work on <laughs> and I really got myself... Well, I started having panic attacks. <laughs> I'm trying mm-hmm. to be light about them just because, you know, I I don't want to look back on what happened as like a terrible moment. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was a really scary moment. Like, if, I don't know if any of you out there have had panic attacks. And it sucks because I legit want, like, I, like, I've heard people have panic attacks because they have like some really terrible things happen to them. But I was doing all fun stuff, you know, like I was trying to start this like film festival. And I think that's the last time we t- we talked was when I talked to you got you about the film festival I was doing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, long story short, panic attacks are the worst. And uh, I am feeling a lot better now. I took a month. I went back to Utah for a month. Not really because of those. It was mostly because I was in a uh, play competition um but 
I kind of used that as, a, as, as an excuse just to chill <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, just saw some old friends. And then now I'm back and I'm strong. And uh, yeah, everything is much better. Therapy <laughs> has helped a lot. Good. Meditation has helped a lot, surprisingly. Hey. Breathing has helped a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, but I'm back and... I don't like I said I'm trying to I'm trying to make it as positive as possible because uh I look back a lot. Like the reason why we're kind of like I'm hoping that we get back into this podcast is I was listening to some old episodes <laughs> and like I've we were just having so fun. I know man, you well I don't know that, but <laughs> but you got to do it cuz it's it's fun. Like I think it was episode I I listened literally from the car ride home from Utah to LA. I listened from episodes 7, 8 and 9 which was like the summer of last of 2 years ago I think summer 2017 I think so <laughs> and uh yeah it just was crazy talking about like we talked about going to the uh the uh Ready Player 1 experience wow. and like yeah we just had a lot of fun and there was yeah but yeah, we don't need. To, I mean, go back and listen to it your, yourself. I don't need to give a play by play of like, and not you. Sorry, I meant the audience. If you want to <laughs> listen, so. Uh, but yeah, so I'm hoping to get back to it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, what have you been up to, man? Um, November was. <laughs> November was interesting for me. Yeah. Um, I, I could feel something coming on emotionally, like just this winter. I guess you could say depression, like mm-hmm. a seasonal rut. Sure. And uh, the way I described it is it just, I guess there was just this dam of emotions and I I was just sticking my fingers and toes in all these holes. Yeah. And come November, I just was feeling all those things slipping. Sure. And uh, finally, like towards the end of the month, I had myself a nice intense cry session. There you go. But uh, you I'm feeling a lot those. better now. Good. I got a lot out and I'm feeling like I'm on the upswing but November <laughs> was a lot of uh, smoking a lot of weed and playing a lot of video games. <laughs> yes. I mean, you had to get through Pokemon. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah, Pokemon, League of Legends. That was my life. <laughs> and it's sad, uh, but, uh, yeah, but I, I knew that times. it was like a phase or like a wave that I just was going to ride yeah, out. We need those times. <laughs> yeah. And me and you were talking about this. I mean, like we both had a really interesting last couple months and a lot of similarities, a lot of differences, obviously. But one thing like... I just realized is like I need to prioritize. I would just say yes to everything, and mm-hmm. I I've been well, learning you, to say no. <laughs> and like, well, your thought saying? process, I believe, and correct me, but you kind of had a little depressional thing towards the end of summer. Yeah, and so I guess to try and maybe counteract that, you you're like, I need to get involved in things. Yeah, and then you just took on too much because I didn't do anything. I felt I felt in the summer and like. That's like prime time. Like that's when you should be doing so much stuff because especially here in LA, like the weather's perfect. Like everyone is pretty open and available for stuff. Like Mm -hmm. things are going down. And so, yeah, I just said yes to everything. Tried to come up with a bunch of stuff. And then like it was just too much, man. (laughs) And so I'm really just going to focus on like a little bit smaller projects like, like the podcast and like. Me and my friend Sadiq, we have like a video series um, where we uh, riff on terrible movies. And then I'm really just going to focus on trying to make a feature film because as you all know who have been listening to this, that's all I really talk about. Like what I want to do is I want to make movies and I want to write them. And 
there's really nothing stopping me at this point. Like I have a new iPhone, like I could have done it on my old iPhone, but like if that's all it takes, like I'm just going to make something I don't need to wait on anybody else. And, um, but right now I'm in an interesting phase where I'm just slowly putting stuff back on my plate, just little bit by little bit. And we'll see, we'll see how anything goes. Like talking with my therapist, she kind of mentions like, if you put something on your plate and you don't feel joy, take it off immediately. Sure. And so far, you know, that's, that's where I'm at right now is like, you know, I, I edited a little bit of our feature that we did shoot and I was like, this was so much fun. This is staying on my plate. Of course, that's what I was hoping this, you know, getting ready for this, like so much fun (laughs) staying on my plate. So, and you you chose this over Disneyland. Thank you. Buddy. <laughs> I was going to go to Disneyland today, but <laughs> yeah, I felt like this would be more fun. So uh, um, now this yeah. is a this is a good episode because I've got I've got some fun things I want to talk about. And yeah, some, this is going to be a jam packed uh, episode, a new segment I want to try and things. So yeah, um, hopefully we'll have more of those. I hope because I think that's what's going to make this fun. Yeah, so and we're hopefully revamping. we'll have a lot more filmed uh, stuff. And uh, I, I want to try. Hopefully, if we can, if we can do it, try and stick to like every other week. So, yeah. so try hopefully two a month. Um, last year we definitely fell off the wagon. It was like <laughs> one a month or less. Sure. That's fine. We kept it going. Yep. Um, but obviously, we we were just our heads were in a different place. We had a lot of stuff going on. So yeah, hopefully we can kind of get back into the groove. And that's but. kind of that's kind of what I loved about this podcast. As I think from the very beginning, we at least told you guys like. We're going to do this as much as we can, but, you know, we got to take care of ourselves and we're going to come back and, and do it as long as we can. Um, but yeah, and I hope people who listen know that. But I also understand if they stop listening, <laughs> if we're not <laughs> posting enough, but we're going to start posting enough. So for sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's all good. Um, so we're we're coming towards the end of of 2019. Yes. Um, and we're coming into. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. That really did stop just a second ago. It was pouring like crazy. <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking about like 2020. <laughs> yes. Seeing clearly. Yes. It's um, crazy that it's a can, new decade. Can you see what your 2020 is going to be like? No. Clearly? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely going to take So it the on. rain is not gone. The rain is not gone. <laughs> no, but I'm definitely going to hit it hard with, with a lot of fun stuff. But yeah. uh that decade's gonna be my year for sure. Good. I'm gonna make it my bitch. Yeah, I've uh I've been coming up with some big plans for next year. Nice. Um I really I wanna make it my most productive year. I have I have like a, a solid list of like initiatives of things I wanna do with Hershey. Mm-hmm. I have Which um, remind them what Hershey is. With my clothing online clothing there you company. Go. Yep. Um there's a lot of there's a lot of things I'm going to start implementing to st- try and grow that. Um, this year was just about getting everything up, get the platform up, yep, establish everything. So what now, you did, man. Yeah, you know, I I have the LLC, I've got all that going, so that's nice. And then I kind of have been taking the winter off, but hitting it hard next year with that. Um, and then next year, I want to fill a lot of my free time with reading and writing. So like reading physical books and then writing, I want to get uh, into like stand up comedy, which nice. we've talked about. Yep, for sure. <laughs> I've only done one open mic <laughs> uh, because I ended up uh, not loving the material that I did and, and mm-hmm. wanting to do some other kind of material. So I've been developing material for 
you know, for a while. Sure. And I think I'm ready to start actually hitting some open mics. Very cool. Um, but my goal with that is one a week. Cool. Um, and then I also want to, with, with writing, I want to try and write my first script. Nice. Yeah. I, I came up, I came up with this concept and I told, I told, just pitched it to you kind of offhand, but when you liked it and the way you reacted, I was like, <laughs> I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to dig into this. And then I just can't get it out of my head. So that usually that means it's gotcha. a good idea, right? Not to spoil it, but just so that I know what you're talking about. This is the two people <laughs> yeah. knocking on doors. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Cool. <laughs> So that's that'll be fun. I just nice. I'm, I'm gonna learn about writing comedy. I want to I want to read like uh, S- Martin Short's born, not more Steve Martin's Born Standing Up. Nice. Um, and then a couple other comedy books. I've been making a list and checking it twice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I, I really think like obviously my big thing is just gonna make a feature and like I I think by I'm gonna have like maybe a goal by the end of 2030 to be paid to make films. I know that's been the goal forever, but (laughs) I think by the time I'm 40, hopefully that's going to be, hopefully I'll have enough recognition to, but I just got to keep making stuff. Like that's the thing. I just got to keep making stuff, keep getting good at my current job and just, uh, yeah, hope it works out. We're, we're headed in the right direction. It's, it's hard to see what the destination is, but I, but, we're moving forward, you know, yeah. we're moving the needle. Yeah, we had a really awesome conversation that if, I hope you don't mind I bringing it up, it's not really on our thing list here, but like, we went out to dinner uh, to this awesome Mexican place, and one thing I think like, that I think, like we value success in different ways, and one thing that we, me and you were talking about is like, man, how cool is it that like, we got to go see you know, this kill Tony show and like this happened or how cool is it that we got to run into this celebrity or that we got to interview this person. And like, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we're at least me, I get so focused on like, yeah, those are cool, but have I made a feature film yet? (laughs) And it's like, well, no, but at the same time, like you were talking about how, when you tell your friends, like all this cool stuff, they are usually like so jealous. And so like, whoa like that's so cool you know and that's that's a level of success that i think i need to try and start um recognizing yeah i mean some of it's luck but at the same time it's like if i wasn't here in la like we there is there is a lifestyle in la that you just can't experience anywhere else like you literally live i know this is cliche but you live in la la land like hollywood like you have like I have literally have been to stores, have driven down, like been in houses that like some of my favorite people I've ever, I've got to work with some of my favorite people like Epic Lloyd. Are you kidding me? I have Epic <laughs> yeah. Lloyd's number. I shouldn't say that on here, but <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I get it. It's, um, it's this interesting thing that just because we're here, mm-hmm. we're within proximity of, of so many opportunities. Yeah. Like everything is so accessible and, uh, like when I'm when I'm hammocking in Venice Beach, I try and remember that what I'm doing right now. It took me not even an hour drive, but for everyone back home, it this is a a once a year vacation. Yeah, and I can just do it. Yeah, and you like saved up. You like moved out here. You live in a place that's sustainable. Like those are all real big successes, so that you can hammock in Venice. Like, yeah, 
it's really good. It's really speech. important to never lose that perspective. And even yeah. like if, if or when we do start seeing success for our efforts, like yeah. it's, it's really important that we don't all of a sudden just be like, okay, well I'm better than everyone. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. We can never be like that. Yeah. And like, I hope me and you both can check each other. <laughs> Maybe I, this I podcast like will be like the humbling podcast. <laughs> I like to think that I'd, you know, keep it, keep it humble. Yeah. Yeah. Be humble. We, we all bitch, humble. Sit yeah. down. Sit down. <laughs> Hold up. Bitch. Okay. Um, but yeah, so those are some kind of, kind of going into that too. Like, um, I was kind of thinking about some of, since we're talking about 2020, like, like it's crazy that a whole decade has gone through. And like some of my favorite stuff that people are making is like some of the best art that's happened this year and, or this decade and some of the best but i'm kind of trying to think of like what some of like the best moments like if you can think back about like we don't need to make this too long but like what are some of your favorite moments from like the past 10 years oh 10 years yeah wow. that's the decade man so, so from 2010 to now was my freshman year of college wow um that's a pretty big thing so your fr- your fraternity right yeah, that was probably well. All fun in there, I actually joined the fraternity my third year of college. Oh, okay. because first two years I was at UVU in Orem. Oh, okay, and then when I transferred to the U, my junior year is, is when I joined SIGEP. So, and then I only did SIGEP for like three semesters. But, um, but we're talking about like world events in the last decade. I would say no. I would say you personally. I would just oh, okay, say what, okay. like your life personally. Yeah, I mean, graduating college was a was a big one. Yeah. Um, when were you? When did you graduate high school? Are we both? Oh nine. Okay, we're real close. Yeah, because I oh, was eight. 08, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, graduating college was cool. Um, that was a, that was an interesting moment though because up and in what s- year was that? Just so 20, I'm trying to spring twenty fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. Nice. Yeah. But it, it's an interesting moment when you graduate college because up until that moment graduating is your only goal sure it's it's the only thing you have to focus on is just don't fail your classes yeah and then when you graduate it's like the whole world opens up and it's like well what do i do now uh-huh. <laughs> yeah it seems it's like there's so many opportunities so many possibilities but what do i do <laughs> sure um and and it was, it was it's rough especially the the field that i picked you know animation it was and living in utah like over the next two years, I would just send out hundreds of countless applications uh-huh. and not even get so much as an email back or anything. Hmm. Interesting. Um, so part of the reason why I moved to L.A. was was understanding that if I even want to get looked at on my application, my address needs to say Los Angeles on my, on my resume. Yeah. Or they're not even going to because they have they can take their pick out here. Yeah. So why would they take someone out in Utah? Right. And so that was. 2000 so so from 2014 when do you remember when you realized you needed to start getting out here well you came out spring 2014 and then this is weird so that summer when i graduated i started working at verizon yeah and i kind of did this trick in my head where i was like well Maybe I can move up in Verizon into like their advertising slash marketing department oh, okay. where I can do design or motion graphics or animation. Uh-huh. And so that was kind of my idea going through Verizon. But after nearly two years, I was like, this isn't happening fast enough. 
I remember there came a point where I was I was looking at the Verizon job board uh-huh. and there was like uh, an advertising animation position available. Oh wow! And um, I applied for it, and my general manager at the store somehow he was able to to deny the application. Wait, what? Yeah, he denied it moving forward, and he's like, basically, I needed to be in the position that I was for like six more months before. I could move anywhere in the company. Why? And I'm just, my, my whole, th- I don't know, but the whole thing was those artistic positions in a company like Verizon, they don't come around very often. Sure. Like maybe every four to six months. Yeah. So he should have not been the gatekeeper on that. Absolutely. And let the, the, the recruiter decide that maybe I wasn't qualified, but for him to just shut it down and be like, like, was it a policy of Verizon or was it just his policy? I suppose apparently it, it was a, a Verizon policy that you have to be like in whatever position you're in for like a year before you can consider moving up. And the thing is, is I had been with Verizon for a, a year and a half, but I was doing customer service for a year. Yeah. And then I moved into sales and I'd been doing sales for six months. Yeah. And he's like, you got to be in sales for another six months before you can look into moving anywhere else. What? And I'm just like, I didn't appreciate him being making that call. Right. Um, and so that's when I was like, I need to get out of Verizon because yeah. looking at this as an opportunity for me to somehow work in an artistic job is like yeah. leaving Stifling it up to this your guy. Yeah. I just didn't appreciate that. Which doesn't so. make any sense too. It's like, Hey, this is like an animation type thing. Like, but yeah, you have to keep doing sales. Like what? Sure. Yeah. You knew it already. Like you've <laughs> been there for, yeah, that, that's ridiculous. He was, he was a little controlling. And then like, um, when I finally had the chance to quit Verizon, um, I, <laughs> I, I had like a 401k built up and stuff. And so I had to put in my two weeks in order to get all that money out. Yeah. And I was sitting, I was sitting with a, a assistant manager and she's like, well, if the general manager like approves it, you could just quit without putting in two weeks and still get your money. Uh-huh. And he just was like, he's like, I could do that, but I'm not going to, you need to put in your two weeks if you want to get all this payout. <laughs> Yeah. And I was so pissed that he did that. I yeah. just, I gave it all up. I gave up probably about a thousand dollars or so yeah. that I would have been paid out. But I was just like, fuck this guy. Yeah, dude. He, I, I have run into a lot of those kind of people where they just get off on telling people what to yeah, do. Controlling and controlling like, people. And yeah. And trying to teach people lessons. <laughs> and like, dude, you're not, you're not the parent. You're not the whatever. Like, you, like literally any boss's job is to make their employees' lives easier. <laughs> right. Like, that's what it should be. And like... Someone who taught me uh, early in in life is like, if people risk, if people do stuff out of fear or like out of you know like either it's fear of getting them upset or like not like getting like not that they're afraid of them but just like you know doing something because they don't want to get yelled at or whatever like they'll do it they'll do what you say but it'll be half assed or it'll be like just enough and not. Well, if someone like someone actually loves and cares for you as like a boss and a leader, not only are they going to do what what you ask them, they'll probably go ab- above and beyond. Yeah, and they're just and, more thoughtful about yeah how the situation affects you. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then yeah, that's that's bullshit. So, <laughs> okay, so you quit Verizon, and then <laughs> what happens then? When did you? When did we meet? It was around then. It was like yeah. 2014, 15. Yeah. So it was so, during that time that I was uh, finishing up college. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I graduate college. I do Verizon for nearly two years. Um, and 
I, I, th- I feel like we might have talked about this in previous episodes, but it's been two years. Sure. Um, but basically what happened is my best friend Meeks, Meeks. He, had, he had a little brother who was in the military and he passed away. They still don't really know what it was. Like, oh, my gosh. They say natural causes, but he was like 20. Oh, wow. Anyways, Meeks got this huge insurance policy payout. Uh-huh. And what he did with that is he helped out a bunch of friends and family. Oh, that's nice. And <laughs> I did not ask him for anything, sure, right? Sure, sure. But I had been complaining to him about how I didn't want to work at Verizon anymore. I wanted something else. I wanted to try and work in animation, but I was like, I need to build a portfolio. I don't have a lot of projects to show for. So he comes to me with enough cash to get by for a few months and he's like this will help you quit verizon and you can make some animation projects for a few months and then hopefully you can be in a better position to maybe get hired for an entry-level job Wow, that's awesome and i i mean it was the catalyst that sure that started me on this whole path of yeah. like moving out here and everything like, yeah for sure um because I, I, I could still be at verizon to this day maybe, yeah oh yeah but i quit that i made over the course of that summer, uh, summer 2016, I made about 16 videos with little bits of animation in I them. I remember that was all, that was really fun. <laughs> Looking back, it's it's not the best stuff. The ideas were clever, but the execution was whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun, but uh, it was fun. And then my Zootopia over there is because of you. Uh, oh really? I won the, I won <laughs> oh, your yeah, competition, competition for Zootopia. Oh, I forgot about that. Yep. Um, so so the money runs out. It's the end of. 20 summer 2016 and now i gotta start making money again so i start ubering and while i'm ubering i'm listening to this animation podcast ah yes and this is the point where i start learning more about the animation industry and working in the industry than i had ever before uh-huh. like all the positions and how you get in the positions and what it takes to break into the industry and i'm just i'm soaking all this up and then about november they that podcast announces hey we're gonna do a meetup in la so I drove from Utah to, to LA for this one like four hour meetup <laughs> and it was just so overwhelming just interacting with people who work at Nickelodeon and Cartoon sure. Network and DreamWorks and Dang. um so that's when I got the message it was like you need to be out here. Yeah. And I remember at that that meeting I so I remember hearing someone say offhand they're like yeah, you know, most recruiters, when they're going through applications, if they don't see an L.A. address, they're not even going to look into you. Wow. So that's when I was like, okay. And then two Gotta months later, out. I moved out here. So. Wow. That's crazy, man. That <laughs> Thanks for crazy. listening. That's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> no, yeah. it's all good. That's what we want. So then, well, but I mean, let's not, because that was 2016, 17? End of 2016 and then beginning of 2017. because right, you came in January, yeah. right? Yeah, okay, so... Because you've had a lot of cool stuff happen to you over these last three years, so what? Uh, <laughs> so let's see what else. What else happened during that time uh, that you that you remember? Over what, what point? From being in LA. In LA, yeah. Well, the, one of the first jobs I got was was working for a producer. Oh yeah, dude! I totally forgot about fuck. him. <laughs> it was, but without him, you wouldn't know Jai, right? No, no, it's not. It's not because of him. Oh, okay. um, that was actually a, some other dude. The meeting Jai is, was a interesting scenario. You got to interview Jai sometime. <laughs> but it was not this producer that okay, I worked gotcha. for. This producer, uh, I was at a vape shop, and he was trying to quit cigarettes, and he was asking about vapes. So I started answering questions for him, and then I start. I just kind of told him about myself, and then we met up, and he kind of just offered to let me work for him as an assistant. And, 
but but by that he meant like hard labor <laughs> stuff. Well, that's what it, that's what a lot of it came in came out to be was me just yeah like cutting hedges around his house and like mo- moving wood and just yeah. Which yeah. I know a few, like some of my friends are assistants. Like I have a friend who is assistant to Aziz Azari. Oh, and like she does not do any of that stuff. No. Now to be fair, maybe he has someone who like he pays to do it. But at the same time, like she's like sending emails and she's like, you know, doing this and that. Like it's very like, like we're documenting stuff. So looking back he was in a point in his life where he was renovating his house mm-hmm. and he just needed help. Uh-huh. And so he, he pitched it to me as if, Hey, be my assistant. Sure. But it was a lot of me running to the hardware store and grabbing wood and moving it around and just, yeah, helping him clean up his house and stuff. And, but we would like, we would read scripts and I would organize files for him and I would do kind of assistant stuff, but it was a lot of manual labor. But what I got out of that was just a good introduction to uh, the, like the stereotypical LA personality, <laughs> sure. Just like narcissist, full of himself, doesn't consider other people. Like, just treats people like shit. You know, like it. It was a good introduction into like what you're in for if you yeah. if you're going to interact with people. Well, in and LA. he's produced some cool stuff, but he's not like Marvel status or no, anything no. Like that. He the 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 one. The, his biggest one, I guess, and it's not even that big, was a movie about Pablo Escobar called Loving Escobar or something. Uh-huh. Um, and it was played by... What's his name? The guy from No Country for Old yes. Men. Um, and actually, because um, they were talking about that actor on Joe Rogan, uh-huh. and so they were locked, they were talking about his his filmography, and they brought that up. They're like, what's this Loving Pablo? And I was oh, like, interesting. Hey, I, <laughs> <laughs> um but have you talked to him at all? Like a year later, I texted him to check in, and then he, he and he was kind of like, "Hey, I might have some more work for you," but we never followed up on it. <laughs> it was just kind of interesting that, yeah, because the way it all ended was, um, there there would be days that he would he would see that I worked my ass off, and he would let me go like an hour early. He'd be like, "Yeah, take the rest of the day off." So on on this particular day. I was I was digging a trench down his driveway because he was going to lay piping for <laughs> sprinklers, uh-huh. <laughs> and he had been gone all day long. I was digging this trench for like seven hours, and then he gets home. It's four p.m. I'm usually off at five, and he's like, "Oh, it looks great, good work." You know, I can tell you worked your butt off. Uh, and I was like, "Hey, so do you mind if I go an hour early today? I wanted to go do something." He's like, "Well, yeah, just make sure that you make up the hour later." <laughs> and I was like, "Why?" Like, uh-huh. and I pointed at the trench. I was like. That's an $80 hole because that's uh-huh. basically what I make in a day. Yeah. And I was like, you're getting your money's worth for today. And uh, he didn't he didn't appreciate that. So. <laughs> but. Yep. I remember that day. Yeah. Yeah. You talked to me, I think, <laughs> right, pretty close after. So, okay. So that happens. Yeah. When did you meet Jai? Because he's been a big part of your life since you moved <laughs> out here. Uh, so when I was in Utah and I was making those animated videos over the summer, this guy who claimed to be a producer reached out to me just to basically say that he liked my work um, and we had talked a little bit. So when I moved to L.A., I hit that guy up. I was like, hey, I'm out here. Let's let's catch up again. Mm-hmm. And so we, we met up and we started talking about like what he had going on and what my plans were. And and towards the end of our conversation, he's like, hey, do you smoke weed? Mm-hmm. I was like, sure. And he's like, do you have any? I was like, no. (laughs) 
and this was back before it was recreational, so neither of us had our, our uh, doctor's recommendation. Sure. So he's like, I know someone that does. So we went and picked up Jai. <laughs> And he was just cracking me up in the car, just the way he was being. He was being funny. I was like, this guy's funny. So we went and picked up weed, and then we went to Jai's apartment. And we just smoked all night and laughed, and we just clicked. And uh been hanging out, I mean, ever since. I, I met him pretty early on moving to L.A. Yeah. So we've been friends now for, I guess, three years. He's a... <laughs> 73 year old black gay man and we're, we're just besties yep. you know and we go to comedy just, shows and movies yeah, and he's oh. so blunt so honest <laughs> we just recently went and saw uh swan lake the ballet yes which facebook listens dude because ever since you brought that up it's been all over my facebook oh shit it's crazy and instagram wow I'm like oh that's not to sound contra- or controversial whatever it's called yeah, well, but Jai, he used to, apparently used to dance ballet out in San Diego, hmm. and so, like, I know we've talked about this before, but we went and saw, like, a David Bowie ballet, and then now Swan Lake, which, uh, it was incredible, man. I mean, um, it's, it's not for everyone, uh-huh. I suppose, but if you can appreciate what you're seeing these people do, I sure. mean, it's, it's quite an athletic feat, and all the guys look like you know 300 spartans basically <laughs> i'm waiting for leonidas to be like this is <laughs> swan lake <laughs> Kick for sure but uh i mean when you see a group of people moving across the stage and you don't hear any footsteps it's like the muscle control and everything it's it's insane interesting but uh yeah jai's a good friend and uh <laughs> the last the last month has pretty much just been hanging out his apartment smoking weed and playing lol yeah one of my favorite <laughs> times with him is when we went karaokeing for your birthday <laughs> and like he was just i don't think he even actually sang but he was just such a hype man a 73 year old oh no what happened to my thing oh the camera's <laughs> looking at the ceiling <laughs> great uh it's all good it's probably still recording too <laughs> Uh, but he was, I'll tell this story and then you can keep telling and I'll go and fix it. But, uh, so you were telling me about, or, or well, what I loved is he was just such a good hype man. Like after, after you'd seen you come back and he just make you feel so good. Then this super drunk girl was just all over him. I mean, she definitely liked you, but like, she just kept like touching oh, oh but because they kept fighting and like he oh, just yeah. kept saying the funniest things to her <laughs> and she was wasted like she was so like done and like they were oh my gosh. they were talking shit back and forth but it was I'll like right playful <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> yeah no that was that was a fun night it's it's impressive like how much that guy can hang for his age like he's got so much energy uh we've we've gone to vegas twice now um I want to go to Vegas. We keep talking about it ever since I found out you're a um, uh, Texas Hold'em fan because that's, that's been me, my baby. game. That's been my game for a minute. Yeah. But uh, yeah, me and Jai have been to Vegas. We I'd like to go sometime. Actually, even Jai's brought it up. He's like, really? Yeah. He's like, when when is Watson gonna come with us? Aww. He likes you, man. He he really admires you. Thinks you're a good guy. And and I think I think you're pretty all right too. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, so that's <laughs> so that's my relationship with Jai. I've been, I mean, I'm sure I know we've talked about this too, but I really want to bring him on sometime. Yes, he's a he's Would a he character. Be down to? Oh yeah, for sure. Nice. And and he he always talks about because he's so connected. He always talks about trying to bring someone on, like someone from Motown or 
I would uh, die. John Grise, which is Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. Of course, Dynamite. I would die. So uh, it's got some great Adult Swim shows. My favorite, if I, if we could, is if I can get Jai with one of his Motown friends, like like fucking. Could you imagine Diana Ross here Stop. or <laughs> Martha Reeves, Mary Wells? Stop. I don't know. Um. Anyways. Yeah. So we're so we're recapping the last decade. You were very patient listening to me ramble on. I loved I, it. But I want to know, Watson, what was your last decade like? <laughs> oh, man. So 2010, you had yes. been graduated from college for a couple of years. Yeah, I went on or, a no, mission. Sorry, high school. High school. Yeah. I went on a mission, which for those who don't know, uh, in the Mormon church, that that is like for two years of your life, you go to a different part of the country. We've talked about it before. Uh, and yeah, knock on doors. So that was half of that. Cause I, I left in 2009 okay, and then came back 2011. So for two years of that, I was in Texas McAllen, which is basically all that shit going on right now with, uh, the border wars or whatever, like Trump building a wall and stuff. That's literally right where I served my mission. Wow. Yeah. And were you guys like Fuck playing tennis with people on the other side? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Badminton. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mean, we would see them across. Like there was literally just a river. The Rio Grande was just oh. right across. And you can look right across and see people. And they would be washing their clothes in the river and things like <gasps> that. They so. wash their clothes on American soil? <laughs> no, on their side. Okay. Yeah. They would just come over just to wash their clothes on our <laughs> side and then walk right back just because, well, you know. Because the water on our side's cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so, yeah. So then, let's see. I guess I come home. I went to college for a little bit, but, like, school has never been my thing. I just can I Where can't. was it? Uh, community college. Slick? Slick. Yeah. And, uh, well, what were you going to do film? Yeah, I was going to go into uh, film and I still thought I wanted to be an actor at that time. Um, but like filmmaking was still very like, I wanted to do that. But then we got a really cool opportunity where, um, my friend, my friend, Jimmy, his brother was a part of a incubation company. You ever heard of that? What that is? Uh, you hatched eggs. Exactly. I think I said that <laughs> to you, and you made that exact same joke before, because <laughs> um, that sounds really familiar. Um, but basically, what they would do is, um, so, like, they were all a part of, like, they were separate companies, but they were all under one umbrella. And the point was that, how big is this umbrella? Is it was pretty big. Okay. So they were a data, mi- <laughs> they were a data storage company. Which now they're much bigger. Now they do like internet and all this stuff. Their biggest client was Skull Candy. Oh, uh, was like their big one. Yeah. Um, but then like in the same team they had um, uh, graphics people and like logo people, which I think is how I met you. And then, uh, yeah, they just had all these different companies that all just kind of helped each other. I see. And for free-ish or for just good, well, for cheap. They still paid everybody. Um, Well, anyways, he offered a a J-Watt because we started making videos um, as soon as I got home. We just started making videos. And we won a competition like 
the first not I wasn't even home like 2011 I got home in August like we won a competition in that before the end of the year uh you made something before the end of the year yeah nice. it was called it was competition for free LASIK eye surgery. <laughs> we had a, my friend who I made all these films Looks like with. it didn't work. Well, it wasn't <laughs> I'm just <for> me. kidding. <laughs> it was for uh, his sister, and uh, she needed LASIK real bad. Mm. And so we made this film about, uh, <laughs> about uh, someone looking to get LASIK, and we made it like a private eye, black and white thing. Mm. It was really fun, and it won. Nice. Um, wow. So, but once that happened, my, the brother was like, Hey, you actually are good at video stuff. Why don't you make Jaywa a part of this incubation company? And we will, uh, you know, you make videos for us, we pay you, but then like you try to make videos for that. So we did that. So that was a big milestone because I started to learn how to edit. I started to learn how to like, like I would act in the videos, but I would also be more in charge of like making sure we got genuine, like. Because one thing people don't understand about like documentaries or like a lot of times people are just afraid to be on camera. <laughs> and like even though it's their company, like they're just like, yeah, so let me tell you about um, my leather couch company. And you're like, it dude, you got to get excited, to. you know, and like so that would be my job. Um, but when uh, I when I started my vlog project in 2016, uh-huh. um, I I noticed, you know, just that learning curve or that hump of just getting used to being in front of a camera. Yeah. My vlog videos, if you you can go find them now, they're so cringy. <laughs> I in John Fossen. I used to share them on Reddit, and they never got any attention. But the only comment that I ever remember getting was cringeworthy. <laughs> oh, 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 oh no! <laughs> so, um, so let's see. So yeah, so that happened, and then unfortunately, like, oh, and then we won. Like a year later, we won like. There was a comedy festival in uh, Utah, in Salt Lake, and then we entered a, and this was the first one that I actually had not, like, I didn't act in at all. I just wrote and directed it, mm-hmm. and we were supposed to do a music video, but the guy who paid us to do the music video just didn't show up wow. <laughs> to the date. So we had all these people to be, like, background, and we were like, what are we going to do with them? And so we're like, let's just put them and i had i wrote this idea wow. and that's where party pooper came from which is about a guy going into the bathroom and oh, it's my worst yeah. fear you probably have seen it because i show people sure. all the time but it's like my worst fear of going into a public restroom and just the worst thing happening to them <laughs> maybe i'll share it someday so from them, but. you had already been paid for the project yeah and like we told them we were like dude like we're film like we're here to film you paid us like what's going on and he's like, yeah, I just, I'm not into it. Like, I can't, like, I just don't want to, like. So he just wrote that money off. Well, and he told us we could just keep it. And we're like, <laughs> are you sure? And he's like, yeah. And we were nice. Like, All right. So then we kind of just pulled, you know, I literally came up with the idea, at, at, like, you know, a while ago. And I was like, this could work with what we're trying to do. So then, yeah, we just did that and then won the award for it. Wow. Um, but then, like. All hell broke loose. Like, I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> My friend kind of screwed us over. So uh, this is like 2012? Yeah, this would be 2012. And sorry, I'm trying to move fast, but I just like... <laughs> because okay. of all these videos, it literally creates like a memory in my brain that's locked forever. You know sure. what I'm saying? And and for the listeners who don't know about Watson's resume, I mean, you have hundreds of, of hundreds. videos. <laughs> I think on my YouTube channel, and this some of them are unlisted, but I have close to 
like over 300 videos that's, of sketches, of reviews. Of that's quite everything. a body of work, my friend. I guess. <laughs> it just hasn't got... Well, I shouldn't say it hasn't got me anywhere because I am where I am because of him. Yeah. Um, but anyways, he, he left. <laughs> so we literally had a whole company started up. We were ready to go. We're making it happen. Well, it's really a hard situation, and I'm and like I've definitely got got over it. But basically, my my friend who I started this company with, his wife's lifelong dream was to be at Disneyland, like work at Disneyland. Well, okay. She had the opportunity to go and audition at Disneyland, so she went and auditioned. She got it. She got the big one, if you know what I'm saying, the big one. You can't Mickey, talk about it. Mickey. Oh, okay. So she got to meet Mickey. That's what you say. And uh, they basically were like, okay, we're leaving. We're going to go to California now. She's going to go pursue this. I'm going to still do what I, what you guys are doing, but in California. Bye. Mm. And unfortunately, what happened was, is, you know, the brother really did it for my friend, not for me, you know? And so, like, when I would try and, like, pitch something or get something done like it was very much like okay well let's run it by jim and jim was not very like responsive because he was in california and like it was really so eventually the company just stopped and went under and then they came home (laughs) and (laughs) so so the distance broke the communication which kind of made it hard to get stuff done yeah and then they came back how quickly months pretty quickly they left they left probably about march of 2012 and came back i think july wow <laughs> so they were but by that point long. jay watt had kind of fizzled a little bit i mean it's funny in in the in the retrospect of that of it making like an actual llc full-on company like jay watt had its own emails we had our, we had everything set up but then when he came back we kind of rejuvenated ourselves back into shorts because we were making all these company videos mm. and then we we're like let's just make our own shorts so he were they back. were they comfortable shorts? Yes. Hey. <laughs> um, so yeah, he came back. We started making like zombie short videos and things like that. And then let's see. So that we did that for a few years, and then about 2013 or 14, um, we got another opportunity to make JWA a full company. Patrick, who mm. does our opening for our. Uh, we love him. He does our opening for our podcast. Mm-hmm. He actually got a really sweet gig where someone opened up a record company. But what they wanted to do is, is they wanted to c- include in their package of recording music a film side. Wow. So we would get our own film studio. We would like they paid to get like a green screen and things like that. And we were in Draper and it was pretty awesome. And and on top of that, we were like, hey, so the the space. Uh, they had a stage and they were like, cause they wanted to do live shows and stuff. They're like, the space is just sitting there on the weekends. Could we do improv? And they were like, sure. And we were wow. like, you get all the profits. Like we just want to do improv. And they were like, that sounds great to me. We can make money while. So we do that. And that's been doing really good. <laughs> and then we had a green screen available. So I was like, some of my favorite YouTube channels, I started to get really into YouTube because I was, Working at this company where you, so I wasn't doing JWAT full time. I was, I had a part time job where I was working uh, at a company called Caption Call, mm. and dur- in between calls you could watch YouTube and stuff. 
And back then it was really slow. So, sorry, caption call was was a mediator for hearing people to talk to deaf people, yes, correct? Yes. yes. And how that worked is the phone had a screen on it and uh sorry, I touched it. Well, you, the phone you just had have a translator. Yeah, but like yeah. That would you sign. would just you would type and then it would come up on the screen so they could read along. Um I was not a huge fan of that <laughs> job just because You were there for a while. Well, but because of this next thing that happened. So long story short, <laughs> my friend Jim was a part of <laughs> I don't want to get it. Stuff happened. Yeah. Businessy yeah. stuff happened, unfortunately. Jay or Jimmy was full time there. Uh they were really dumb. The 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 lepel the record lip not Patrick. Patrick was just <laughs> recording. He wasn't in charge, you know. That so that kind of ended and they basically were like, hey, so you're charging us this much for a video. My nephew just graduated from the U in film and he's saying he'll do it for half the price. Mm. And we were like, cool, do it with your nephew. That's basically the short version. It was much longer. Yeah. The nephew came in. They fired him within three, <laughs> three weeks because he had no experience. Right. Yeah. So anyways, so after that. Um, we were doing these like review things where like behind a green screen, we would review movies and games. And uh, we started going to Comic-Con in mm. Salt Lake, like Salt Lake, like just started doing a Comic-Con during this decade. And we were like one of the first ones there. We covered it. We talked to a bunch of celebrities. It was really fun. Um, Jimmy my friend just disappeared off the face of the earth after that. I think he was done with film. Like he, he got burned twice technically and he was like done. So I started to learn how to edit and I started to really enjoy being behind the camera a lot more and editing. And like, um, I started like, so even though Jim didn't want to do much film anymore, I started to just, I kept Jaywa alive and I, I just started doing a bunch of stuff. Well, then my work that I was currently working at, and I'm really jumping ahead because I know I'm talking way too long. So my current, my caption call work noticed that I was making these videos. And one day they were like, hey, do you want to start like a video portion nice. of our company? And I was like, yes, that sounds awesome. And I made him a reel and showed it to him. That's why a reel is so important. <laughs> Everyone out there, because you never know. And I had one ready. Yes, so, get a real, not a fake. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so anyways, then I started to film those videos, film my short videos. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I was working full time as a video guy for this company, which was really fun. And then um, one day I got asked to help as a PA on a Star Wars fan film. Oh. And I was me and Arthur. Shout out to Arthur. Um, and I was like, sure. And they wanted us to like take pictures and do behind the scenes stuff. And I was like, yeah, so we do that. And, uh, literally as we're shooting it, uh, Disney buys star Wars. <laughs> and then literally during, while we're shooting it, they say, cool, we're doing the first ever, uh, since cause Lucasfilm used to always do a star Wars convention. But they're but they haven't done it in like the past five years, and they're like to start our new year or to start Disney's merging with, or because we bought it and we're still going to do Star Wars Celebration, uh, we're going to bring back the Fan Film Awards. 
Mm. So we were like, oh my gosh. And so at first they wanted to submit their film that they made, uh, but their film was 20 minutes and it had to be like, it was five minutes was the, was the length it had to be. So we were like, there's no way we can do this. Right. So then I pitched to them. I said, well, what if we made a, cause they literally spent like $15,000 on this and they can't make any money off it. So I was like, that's pretty interesting. What if we made a documentary about you guys making this and uh, why you make it and why you're putting so much money and time with it? And they were like, okay, cool, let's do it. So we did, and I entered that into the Star Wars Fan Film Awards, and we won Audience Choice and, uh, let's see, Audience Choice and Best Nonfiction. And that was kind of the moment where I was like, maybe I can do this you know that's that was a really good idea actually (laughs) working on short notice and i don't yeah and and i don't know if that improv has played a huge part in coming up with like what can you make out of bad situations or like what appears to be a bad situation Mm. because yeah that first story about doing party pooper on on you know the dude didn't even show up what do we do we have all these people well let's make it into this and then you know hey we can't make this 20 minute or i think it was 30 minutes 30 minute a move or a short film into five minutes what are we going to do like i'm not tr- I, i'm trying i'm not trying to give me the credit i really give improv the credit because it taught me so much just to think on your feet like you know yes and and things like that um and it no man you you made lemonade <laughs> i'm gonna call you the lemonade man <laughs> <laughs> yeah because that was 2015 and uh the, or the star wars celebration was 2015 in like may and then i moved to cedar city at the end of the year uh but then like yeah may of next year i was like okay cool it's time to and i spent a lot of time doing improv i did funny side up that's another big thing Mm -hmm. and then i finally moved to la now i feel like i've talked so long and i'm just in la but i had a reel because of all that stuff i've learned and i was i made you know i made a reel i got it out there i started working really hard people from my improv class were like can you edit my short film and i was like absolutely or can you edit my sketch and i was like absolutely and they shot it really good so it made my real production value go up and then one day i was literally working at a comic book store and like trying to just make ends meet and i was barely doing that and then i I had some luck where i did like a few little side gigs for netflix and like editing some trailers and stuff and then I was literally at a point where I was like, like my car broke down. I was walking to the comic book store. I was like, I was seriously like, I couldn't Uber because I didn't have a car. Mm. I was like, what do I do? And then just by some magic by LinkedIn, I like applied to like a few different jobs. And then that's when I got the Fox job, which is this full screen Fox job. And so now I'm like, now currently I'm in like a little bit different position, but I get paid the same, but it's less stress and like I work from home. And so, yeah, um, I really sped up, but that's just because I could talk forever. Cause I just, because of having a video, I can just, you know, it's just so easy to remember specific moments. So, well, that, that was the, when you got the Fox job, that was kind of the point where you were like stable, you know, yeah. it was like stability. I, mean, I got, I got, I got offered the Fox job and at the same time I got offered a job for Newegg, which if you guys don't know Newegg, that's. They're like the place to go for anything PC. They're huge. And now they've started their own like little studio and things like that. Um, 
But I definitely chose Fox because obviously that's like a real studio job and I don't believe in their politics side, but they make great movies. They make great television. Um, Plus, it was also just over the hill while Newegg was way out past you. (laughs) It was like way far out there. (laughs) I mean, I think it makes perfect sense why you worked at Fox. Yeah. I applied for a job at Fox. I was trying to work at a freaking cafeteria. Dude, that would have been awesome. You you live too far away. So then I got a job at Best Buy. A couple Down blocks away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never was late for work, so I guess yeah. distance wasn't a problem. And technically, don't you still work kind of in that area with your Sure, with your yeah, job? pretty close by. Yeah. Yeah, I, and really, like, the biggest thing that I I just getting, going to put in people's minds over and over again is, like, people can't hire you if, if you don't have proof of your talents. Mm-hmm. Like, if you don't have proof of your talents, they can't hire you. So you could say I worked for Netflix, but if you don't have proof of it, it doesn't matter. Like, especially out here, a resume, unfortunately, unless it's or something maybe like more creative-ish, but I would even say even then they want to see your work. Like, I have friends who work for TV, and the only reason why they got to work for TV is they created a web series, they cut it down into a reel and some of the best parts, and that's how they, like sent it to people to start working in television. And that's what I need to do with like funny side up and stuff. Mm. Um, but another thing is, is like, yes, it was sad that my friend kind of stopped doing film, but at the same time, if he never did that, I would not be editing full time. And like, although editing is not my prime thing, I want to write because direct. You resorted to that to make money. Yeah. Cause he was the editor Yeah, and I didn't know how to edit. And I just, you know, like I'd help him shoot it, but he'd be the one who edited it. But since he wasn't around anymore, I was like, well, I need to learn how to do that. So, uh, I love him. We're still really, we're still really best friends. And, um, he came back and filmed my Eddie or filmed our Eddie and the Beaver pilot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, man, that's that's kind of been my uh man, we're at an hour oh, hour and one minute? That's not too bad. Yeah, we just hit an hour. This is yeah. this is probably gonna be a long episode, but uh We're we're it's like we've end got of a the lot to talk episode, about. So <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Um I mean we just basically covered twenty years between Watson and I. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, this uh, is when we'd cue like some cheesy like documentary and then it says like what happened after. Like, right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, cool, man. We've we've come a long way, you know. Yeah. We've we we have some fun stories. We've we've done some cool things, and and it's good that we can look back and and appreciate those things. Yeah, and we still have time. Like, <laughs> I've one thing I keep getting up on myself is like how I haven't I haven't gotten to the point yet. You know, I'm not at that point yet. But like some of my favorite directors. Like, you know, James Gunn got Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, when he was, like, 38 or something like that. Like, yeah. And that was not that... I mean, James Gunn still did, like, Sinister in his 30s and things like that. But, like, like things, especially behind the camera, things happen a lot slower just because... And, like, you need to put in hard work. Yeah. And I know we talk about that all the time, but that's just... It's good to remember these kind of things just to remember, like, oh, I've, I have done some... Yeah. Success. And like, I still have a long way to go, but yeah. Well, it's, it's not going to happen overnight for sure. Yeah, I mean, exactly. when I moved out here, I, I had the expectation in my mind that nothing was going to happen for me for at least the first year. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I just need to get settled, 
you know, definitely network and, and get to know people in the meantime, but don't expect anything to happen. Right. I remember somebody moved out here uh, recently, like, I guess sometime last year, but they're like, I'm going to give it a year and see what happens. And I'm like, that's not long enough to know sure. if things are happening or not. Yeah. Um, I've had Dax, some friends who are like, I've like, they came out for three months and it wasn't, wasn't happening fast enough for them. Dude, <laughs> that is not even close. Well, I listened to uh, armchair expert with right. Dax Shepard. And I think he said it took him over a decade to yeah. start actually seeing some kind of return on his, which is crazy. Yeah. Um, but, now, also, but now he's married to Kristen Bell, so <laughs> you know, <laughs> good on him. Yeah, but also, and, and you know, and also on the Dak Shepherd, like he was talking to Charlie Day, um, and like it took them about like yeah, tenish years to get anything started. They did come out a little bit earlier, but like, yeah, like Charlie was like Charlie Day was actually the voice of like Discovery Channel. IFC. Or, oh no, that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah, IFC. Yeah. And like but that's that, interesting. He got enough like that. He was the voice of it enough that he's like, that's what was paying my bills. And he's like, and I remember, um, uh, what's his name? Oh my gosh, I'm so terrible with names. But what's Max's real name? Shoot. <laughs> uh, so terrible. Uh, Rob. Rob. Yes. <laughs> well, but apparently, like he remembers Rob getting a little jealous and of being like, dude, you're off. <laughs> like you, you're made. Like you're actually making money. No. And like, yeah, it just took him a while to actually um, get something going. So, but yeah. And we're just going to keep doing this podcast and see, and this is another thing of just like, I love, like, I think that's what rejuvenated me is like, I went back, listened to like the podcast and it just kind of like brought back. Cause I just saw the fire I had back then and was like, dude, I still have that fire and I'm still going to hit it hard. You know, it's good. So yeah, that's good. And I, and I think for some reason upgrading the equipment kind of rejuvenated just, just to kind of reset how we do the show yeah for sure um I'm gonna scoot uh, hopefully a it feels closer. a little oh, more yeah, comfortable and laid back for us so oh, that feels good yeah <laughs> like but cool man let's uh let's get into some fun stuff yeah I guys got some fun ideas for some segments if here you survived that <laughs> both two decades full <laughs> thank you, you guys do 2020 yeah thanks everyone for uh for following with us i yeah. hope you enjoy the show we enjoy doing it uh and we try and give you some good quality content to enjoy. Yeah, so we're, absolutely. we're both huge fans and connoisseurs of podcasts. So love you. Um, before we get into segments, I just wanted to I announce love you too. Um, another one. Dang. <laughs> we got to have my roommate come on this podcast sometime. <laughs> love you, buddy. Have a good one. Peace out, Eric. <laughs> uh, but just a couple announcements that, uh, of things that have happened recently as well. Uh, Disney plus. Yes. Which is insane. It is I mean, insane. The fact that I can watch Tailspin at any given time of <laughs> yeah, day is Boy Meets World. That's what, that's blowing. for me. Yeah, I, I get I get so some people are so funny. Like I see people complaining about Disney Plus about how it's not loading properly for them or how it's like has buffering issues, and I'm like, like cool, but like, do you realize how much of a third like first world problem that is? Like, yeah. Can you like you were literally getting Disney movies for so cheap? They're always like twenty bucks each. And you're getting them for six ninety nine a month. Well, it, Disney so, up until this point, Disney's been so weird about their vault videos. Yeah, like they have one out at a time, you know. Yeah. But now it's like they're always there. They're there, dude. It's yeah. just it's like as soon as you give people an inch, they want a mile. Right, you know? exactly. <laughs> and it's like you got to give them a break. It's not like it's not like Netflix is behind them. You know, it's not like they have all these like 
I mean, I'm sure they have all these awesome programmers and stuff, but Netflix has been around for so long. They have like probably about 10 years ahead of them. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, but it's interesting. I love it, though. You got to yeah, watch Mandalorian. They, uh, the the watch pilot, it. yes. Well, no, you got to watch the full thing is what right. I'm saying. Baby Yoda's, gotta, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, Baby Yoda's. Um, and then and then we both recently saw Knives Out, oh, which, which is so such good. such a great uh, uh, murder mystery film. Yes, you guys got to see cast. it. Yes, if you haven't seen it yet, please go see it. I had I had so much fun every inch of that and was just like blown away. And yeah. I love Frank Oz and yeah. that, that was so fun. S- so many twists and turns, not your typical murder mystery. So Yeah, it's hard not to spoil it. So go see it so that maybe in the new year we can spoil it. <laughs> <laughs> highly recommend. And yeah. it got highly rated, so. Yeah, I will say though, my favorite movie of the year is uh Jojo Rabbit though, I think. And maybe that's because it's fresh in my mind. Okay, yeah, but yeah. Jojo Rabbit is my Absolutely. favorite movie of the year. I just got to say. Oh, tell tell the audience about your experience with your family. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I wanted to see a movie with my family. That's We, we see so many movies. And uh, my stepdad and my mom, like, they couldn't agree on a movie. Like, my stepdad wanted to go see Dr. Sleep again. And my mom wanted to go see like Last Christmas or something, which is said to be one of the worst Christmas movies of all time. But if she would have loved it. Um, but anyway, I'm like, no, let's go see Jojo Rabbit because I've never seen it yet. And so they were like, Jojo Rabbit. Like, see, they are very like suburban, very like conservative, very like, yeah. you know. Fox News and all that stuff. Don't watch indie films. Yeah, they do not watch indie films. And, like, and so for the audience, this movie is about Hitler youth camps, basically. Yeah, ba- but it's uh, yeah. a satire. It's a yeah. comedy. Oh, yeah. Uh, made by Takiti, ta- Takiti Watiti. Ta- Taika Waititi. Taika, Taika Waititi. <laughs> which, who I love. You know, he directed Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, been with, like, Flight of the Concords and stuff. So, anyways, I was like, yeah, let's go see this movie. And they were both like this. What are you talking about? Like, this is, like... No one knows about like we've never even heard of this movie. This sounds ridiculous. Like I tried to give them the premise and like they still didn't understand it. And they were like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Well, I convinced them. So we get there. We sit down. The movie starts and they are dying with laughter. They are they are like the loudest in the theater. And usually they're very my mom's usually falling asleep during movies. Like it could be the best movie of all time. But she's just so comfy. You know, they have like those comfy seats. So she's falling asleep. But they were both laughing hysterically, loved it. And then at the end, they kept thanking me and being like, we would never have seen that movie (laughs) ever. So I also introduced my mom to Peanut Butter Falcon because it was on Oh, I just watched that with Jai. Yeah. It's so good. Go see Peanut Butter Falcon, guys. It's a heartwarming one. We talk about that forever. (laughs) Gosh. What's the number one rule? Party. (laughs) I love it. All right. Cool. First segment. All right. So I... I was trying to think about new ideas for segments for us. And, you know, this show at the core is two Utah boys raised in the Mormon church, but we're living in L.A. now. We're pursuing the entertainment industry. Yes. Um, And so I thought it would be fun to try and recall old LDS like lore or stories. (laughs) Sure. Because I haven't been to church since I was 13 years old. Yeah. And um, and I know that there's some stories that I vaguely remember, but sure. I think it might be fun to just kind of recall them and see what we can dig out together. Yeah. And and, and for, I served a mission, so like yeah, 
you know, maybe I'll be your guide. <laughs> so for the audience, um, I, I would imagine most of you are, are not that familiar with the Mormon church, except for maybe like watching South Park and, or, yeah. or the, uh, Book Broadway musical. musical. Yeah. Um, but, but we're going to, we're going to try and talk about it in a little, a little bit here in, in this segment that maybe we'll revisit and try and do these stories. But I even, I even got us a little intro oh, here. Oh man, let's hear it. There we go. Let's do it. So, so if, when you were a little kid going to church, you would sing primary songs. Primary and so that, that was yep. called Book of Mormon stories. Yes. And they made you do it with, uh, hand signals and stuff yeah yeah so i wanted to i wanted to try and talk about the just the story of joseph smith as as vaguely as we can um yeah it is the iron man of uh book of more of the book of mormon stories correct (laughs) and it is before it is the first well if you so if you've watched south park or or the book of mormon then you you know that an angel came to joseph smith and told him this is where these plates are hidden. I need you to transcribe them so we can bring well, them back first, to the world. But first, because b- before that, Joseph Smith actually got visited by God and Jesus Christ. Sure. Which was a big deal because <laughs> back then and actually still today, a lot of people believe that they're the same person. So this was a big revelation that, whoa, they're that's beings. That's a... Actually, a point, yeah, that we should make about the Mormon church that separates them from other Christian, and I'm doing air quotes, religions, Mm -hmm. but like Catholics, they believe that God, Jesus, and the Holy Ghost are all one person. Yeah. Mormons believe those are all three separate people. Yeah. And then Jehovah Witnesses don't even believe Jesus Christ was anybody special (laughs) except the prophet, (laughs) which is very interesting. He was just really good at party tricks. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, but you can't say party in the in, in Jehovah Witnesses. <laughs> oh, right. You can say party, you just can't party. <laughs> you can't do the act of party. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, but one thing I wanted to clarify sure. for, for the listeners ab- about this idea of Joseph being told about the, the, the scriptures or whatever is actually he was appeared to three times. And I don't, yes. I don't think South Park or the Book of Mormon covers this. Yeah, because it's a little repetitive. Yeah. Because he was first, I think he but was But I think 12. it's funny. 14. 14, 17, 21, right? I think so. Because one of them was every God three years. Jesus Christ, and then the angel came, but he didn't get too translating for a while, because he just no, went no, and visited No, him. so this is the funny thing. This is why I want to talk about it, because okay. from what I remember... The, the angels tell him, hey, go find these plates. He's 14. He goes, he finds the plates, and then they're like, okay, but you can't do anything with them yet. <laughs> You're right. You know where they are. Yep. Come back in three years. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so he comes back. He's 17 now. And, and apparently the angel's like, okay, look at him again, but don't touch him. It's not time yet. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't remember why they do this. I don't know either. I, and I don't. I don't even think there's like... I don't even remember if there's like a necessarily a point. Maybe it was true. They're just blue balling Joseph Smith. <laughs> They've got these shiny gold plates yeah. and they they're every three years they just show them to him like, ah, you yeah. want you want to know what's inside? Yeah. Um, Maybe it was just like to get him. 
I don't know. Maybe he just kept being like. Maybe they were. He just forgot. Did I? Did I see God and Jesus? Is that? Did that? Maybe they were. They were showing him, Uh and then they were waiting to see if he tells anyone to see if he's a snitch, (laughs) right? And so after two times, fourteen and seventeen, he doesn't tell anyone. Like, all right, I think he can do this. (laughs) So twenty-one years old now. Yes. He comes back, and they're like, "All right, Joe, time to take the (laughs) time to take the plates. Time to do God's work." Yes. Um. And then, and this is the other thing that I wanted to talk about because I never quite understood this, and I wanted to know what you thought was the way he transcribed them. Um, Everyone brings up this, especially right. yes, uh, South Park. Because <laughs> here's the thing: I hadn't heard about the hat thing until South Park. Really? Yeah. So wow. I was raised in the church. I had I had heard a couple different theories, but I didn't hear about the hat thing until South Park. Yeah, the Urim and Thummim. Is what it's called. Correct. I know this phrase. Now, I had heard that it was either just a stone mm-hmm. that he would, you could like see through it. And when he moved the stone over the plates, it would translate it. Uh-huh. But I remember, and this is a vague memory, but I wanted to bring this up because it's so weird. But I remember someone saying that it was an entire contraption that he like threw over his body. Did yeah. you hear anything like this? Well, here's the thing is like, I've heard four or five different <laughs> things about it. And I really think it's supposed to be vague. I don't think he even really, he just talked about the Urim and Thummim. Right. There is the whole hat thing where he just looked inside the hat <laughs> with the Urim and Thummim. Um, but yeah. So, so the bottom way, line is no one really knows. Yeah. Which if that's the case, then it's funny that we even try and pretend like we know, <laughs> like we even try and come it's up with these ideas. All we can say is he had a device that he called the Urim and Thummim that sure. he used to just, dis- and it all comes down to, you know, the book of Mormon and it's like, and you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I still consider myself LDS. I don't go to church. I haven't been to church in forever and, <laughs> and I don't even know when I'll go back, but, but he's, he's still on the Mormon dating websites. <laughs> and yeah. I'm going to see a girl next week uh, from the Mormon dating websites. Um, but, you know, just the big thing is, like, it all comes down to the Book of Mormon. You know what I mean? At least that's what they teach you. They teach you that if the Book of Mormon is true, then he either used a contraption or looked inside of a hat or whatever. And yeah. uh, they just point it and they go, how could all this be bullshit? Look yeah. at this book. This is a big book. <laughs> I mean, compared to the Bible, though, it's not that big. But, yes, <laughs> it is. It is quite a read. Though. Honestly, though, if a 21-year-old kid made all that up, Kudos to him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's another thing. I don't think it was all in 21. I think he wrote it over the course of a few years. And it wasn't just him. It was... Between his uh, Masonic meetings. There you go. He had another friend. I can't remember which one it was. That's how bad I am. Oliver? Was it Oliver? Oh, it might have been. I don't know. (laughs) Oh, that's another... I guess South Park talks about this, but that's another funny thing is one of Joseph Smith's friends wives didn't believe this whole translation thing so she had him test joseph uh-huh. and tell him hey i i took this part of the transcript and i lost it to see if joseph could come up with the exact same thing and apparently he di- di- did not it did yep. not come the back the same Lehi. way the that's same. the big thing yeah which it's, actually that's the the other story i want to talk about when we do this segment in the future <laughs> is is the story of nephi and lehi uh, and nephi those guys and lehi, yeah yeah um yeah and i think i think i just want to like say too because like i had a really interesting conversation uh in september on my way to red rocks someone found out in the car that i was lds uh or sorry i can't say that anymore i was a member of the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints really they yeah. don't want you to say lds no they can't say lds or mormon anymore I knew about Mormon, but 
it's just yeah. it's just caught on at this point <laughs> it is you can't yeah it's hard to distinguish yeah, yeah the difference so um, but we were talking and he was like, so what is the Book of Mormon? Because that's kind of that's kind of a, a big thing, because on my mission, I remember so many people, especially Jehovah Witnesses, would say we were of the devil because we believed in another book and that there was a scripture in the book of or in the Bible that said uh, any uh, like there's only one book and any other book is of the devil, basically. And um, but the funny thing is about that is if that's true. Technically, there's the book of John, the book of Peter, the well, book the, of... the Bible itself is just cherry-picked. Yeah, well, there all... are things that have been excluded from oh, the Bible. Oh, 110%, especially with the Catholic Enoch Church. Enoch and all kinds and, of stuff. Yeah, it's been, it's been broken apart. But what the Book of Mormon is, is basically um, the whole... And, you know, I'm not trying to get mushy or preachy, but... So this is just basically what the what the Mormon Church believes is they believe that if there was a God of the entire world, he would want Jesus Christ not only in Israel, but also in the Americas. And I'm not saying there was two Jesus Christs, but uh, and he would call prophets not only in Israel and, you know, that's whole side, but he would call prophets um, in the Americas. And so the book is supposed to be uh, the account of the prophets that were called in the Americas, basically the native Americans. Basically there's a whole thing about that. Uh, And that when Jesus Christ died and was resurrected and came back to, uh, you know, Jerusalem and all that, he actually, after he left Jerusalem also appeared to the native Americans, basically. Wow. That's what the Book of Mormon. <laughs> that's what the Mormons believe the Book of Mormon is about. Right. So, and that's what think, we're going to be explaining. <laughs> yeah, or you were going to try as to we come back. It, yeah, yes. I believe the um, the Broadway musical just describes it as a third part <laughs> to the Bible, <laughs> part three. Yeah. Yes, that's right. But but no, yeah, it's basically this idea that people went from the Middle East across the Atlantic to the Americas, right. and and it's the story of that settlement, that which journey. is interesting. Hey, you know, I don't know. I really don't know. (laughs) I just, it's just interesting now being on the outside, but knowing what they believe. It's just like some of it's like, "Mm." I don't know. Some of it's, some of it's definitely really weird. And some of it makes a lot of sense if you believe in God. And that's kind of Mm. my thought process is like, and I don't know, this might sound preachy, and I'm sorry. If we're going to talk about the Book of Mormon, this is what's going to happen. But <laughs> That's fine. In my mind... Watson spent two years of his life <laughs> right, talking about this in door. Spanish to people. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but my, my, process, my thought process is, if there is a God, I really do believe that he would have some sort of way, he or she, I guess, would have some sort of way to uh, show you like what was right and what was wrong as far as like religion goes, but there's a million different religions. So what do you do? So my thought is if, if this religion, this is why well, I can't believe I'm saying this out loud. <laughs> if this religion isn't true, I do not, I don't know if there is a God. Oh, wow. That's as far as I would go, just because if there is someone up there who created us, I would think he would love us enough to give us direction. That's what fathers do. Mm. Okay, that is very preachy. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm going to back up. It's all good. It's all I'm good. I'm going to back up. But anyways, yeah, let's 
<laughs> but this, I, I promise I won't be as preachy as that. I will just be explaining what Mormon yeah, Church Yeah, no worries. I, I think that there's something that connects us, whether you sure. want to call it a higher consciousness or something, just because I've had experiences in my life where I felt that connection. Sure. Um, but I don't think it's a bearded white man in the sky. <laughs> sure. You know, so, yeah. so I don't know what the idea of heaven or the afterlife is like. None of us do, obviously, but um, I just, I, d- I don't know if I subscribe to that traditional model, but. Sure. <coughs> Sorry. Religion. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> if you hear what I just said, you're this totally fine to say. All right, guys. What do you think of religion? Right? No, yeah. <laughs> Let's just change this entire podcast to religion. <laughs> um no, we're going to go into my favorite yeah. my favorite uh, oh, segment, and then also we're going to go into a fun, yes. a fun little realized, deep dive. I just realized, did I name my... Don't you dare laugh! I mean it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Patrizzi. <laughs> So, every episode, uh, except for last episode, because I was a lazy ass. <laughs> I think I just had him. Uh, Watson and I, we come prepared with, with funny YouTube videos, and we yes. just go back and forth trying to make the other person laugh. Let's do it. Um, I actually want to go last. Okay. So, let's let's see what you got here, buddy. All right. So, this is pretty self-explanatory, this first one. So, I tried to find Christmassy ones. Um, but I think only two are Christmassy ones. So let's hit it. <laughs> okay. Let's get this one. But don't do that. Don't open that up. Don't open that up, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make him make his mouth open? Yeah. Oh, don't don't turn on. <laughs> <laughs> so it's this poor little girl or boy i can't really tell <laughs> okay but uh he's terrified he or she is terrified of this nutcracker <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're oh. just at the store and it's like wait don't open his mouth <laughs> yes <laughs> love it that's awesome all right this is some good life advice okay too many niggas, too many niggas is talking against the beauty of eating ass with all these dumbass arguments about like shit in there or this and that, man. I think if you could eat pussy, you could eat ass. I personally think just by like the biology and the anatomy of it, I think God would like, it was clearly meant for us to eat ass. That's why ass is fat. You got the cushion. For me, then you put your head between the cheeks, you do a little lick just like eating pussy, but like. And then you like you got the cushion on your face. It's probably warm as fuck in there too. Like it's probably safe. You do it once, twice, then you start sleeping in ass. You start inviting your friends over to eat ass with you. Become a family <laughs> thing once you start eating ass, and you realize it's not really a problem, man. You just gotta stop being so damn scared about it. Feel me? <laughs> I also love how he says probably, like. <laughs> That's, I haven't quite eat ass yet, but that's probably. the that's the point I wanted to make about my observation of that video is it sounds like he hasn't tried it, yeah, but he likes the idea of it, <laughs> so he's like trying to convince the viewer to do it for him. <laughs> it's like, dude, dude, it's like you could yeah. totally, it's like it's cushioned for your face, it's warm, <laughs> like try it out. 
Yeah. You can invite your friends over. And then he's just like waiting for people to report back to be like, oh, I got pink eye, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Not for me. Uh, okay, so this one does need a little bit of explanation. Do you yep. know who Cody Ko is? No. Okay. He's my new favorite YouTuber. Okay. So we represent him at full screen. And fun fact, he used to work at full screen. And he was there way before me. He was uh during the vine era so he got really popular on vine but he actually worked at full screen before or like while he was making vines and stuff Mm. so now he's this huge mega youtuber and how he gets famous we'll have to watch a few videos but how but but what he does is him and his buddy or just him by himself react to cringy terrible content Mm. and they're just the funniest damn people so this one we've talked about jake paul a lot Sure. So Jake Paul had uh shoot, now I feel bad. Who what rapper just died recently? Oof. Well some rapper just died today. It wasn't twenty one Savage, right? Oh, just today, yeah. I, think I, so. I can't remember, but yeah. Okay. I hope it's not twenty one Savage because he's in no, this video. No, it's <laughs> okay. not twenty one. If you, you said know it, I would know Twenty one Savage, it. right? Yeah. Okay, so twenty one Savage, I don't know what he was thinking, but he <laughs> He's in, and it's and it's Christmassy themed. So he's in a video with Jake Paul where they like spend the day together. Twenty One Savage and Jake Paul, <laughs> and now this is Cody Ko and uh, his friend reacting to one of the cringiest moments of the video. So here we go. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. Yo, put your yeah, safety first, bro. That was so whack. 21 Savage was like, let me obey the law. <laughs> I think he's just admitting that the next like half an hour is going to be off. Like, I'm just going to strap yeah. it. <laughs> yep. Cody Ko, check him out. Love him. That's funny. Yeah, the Paul brothers, man. They've they've really Terrible. built an empire. That's uh, I guess that's an, another interesting point to make is, is that Logan Paul recently had the one of the largest fights in history period yep. viewers wise yeah yeah at the staples center in los angeles against another youtuber ksi yep nuts. and i think ksi officially won yep but it was by judgment it was yeah, decision by, yeah decision yes Ugh, i hate them store okay i was <laughs> i was reading the name of my video to remember what it is it's called <laughs> store okay um man so this is a character that exists Everywhere in the world. Is this a Karen? Um, no, this is a Cheryl. Oh. God. Twice, twice I have had no help from management right here. Will not help me. I have a service dog. I'm in London trying to buy Advil. And Needlem decided she didn't want to serve me again. It is illegal what? and against my human rights. I'm happy to. I'm happy to serve you. Do what? you think that guy's happy to serve her? <laughs> uh, Did you hear him? Yes. I, I'm happy. I'm happy to serve you. Yeah. <laughs> no, but okay. So you heard the lady's voice, yes, right? Yes, of course. When you're in a public place, a grocery store, and you hear that raspy voice talking in that tone, yes. Do you just roll your eyes? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I don't want your help. I'm in line with this lady. 
Oh, you bet I'm going to be going to the news about this. You watch. What? I'm going to have every service dog come in here. Everybody. Every service dog? <laughs> the what? news and the service dogs. <laughs> because somebody apparently refused her service. Because she had a service dog or what? I don't get this. <laughs> She's going to bring in more service dogs. Yeah, and this the is news. definitely a Karen. Twice <laughs> No, he's not. He did absolutely nothing. He was with me at the till and did absolutely nothing when she refused to serve me. Well, he did absolutely nothing. I got it on film. Oof. Cool. Good for you. <laughs> it's Goodness. it's this entitled pity me behavior. It's, yes, I I can't stand it. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely this is a this is a meme going around called Karen, which is the woman who complains about everything that's that's okay. the meme going out as karen funny thing too is i was complaining to my mom about stuff that she was doing like she threw away something that, that i didn't want her to throw away while i was while i was there for a month and my mom literally looks at me and goes okay karen i was like <laughs> mom how do you know me nice. so well she works with too many young people as well mom's hip to the game <laughs> i guess so <laughs> uh so my last one i tried to find a quieter version because there's a there's a Roomba going on at the time. Oh. Uh, the 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 thing is in the title, but I but I am going to tell the audience so that they can listen to it too. Sure. This cat and you you might have seen this because this went nuts. This cat says, uh, "Well, hello," in like a southern accent. <laughs> so listen for it towards the end. I tried to find a shorter, better video, but wow. yeah, here we go. Oh, good, it's not that loud. I have watched this like a million times. One more time. <laughs> it's pretty quiet on there, but <laughs> yeah, we'll bump it up. We'll bump it up. That's funny. Yeah, fun stuff. All right, your last one. All right, so this this last one is going to introduce um, a series of <laughs> videos that I'd like to show you, but. We'll we'll start with this clip. This is a this is a YouTuber's recent breakdown. Yep, you might have heard of him. Oh, I am so sorry. I am such a mess. Oh my god. Um, I started a new website, and it's gonna be so good. And we're gonna do Discord and it. Jeez. Dude. Okay, so let's I, do this. I love how he's like, I started a website and fuck you! <laughs> like, like, you know the YouTube advertisements? It's like, I just started my new website with Wix. Let yeah. me show you how I did it. Yeah. <laughs> that yep. would be funny. Someone needs to, yeah. <laughs> Someone needs to do like a square, what is it? What is the square? The website company. Square, what is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, square. Or Squarespace. Squarespace. <laughs> Yeah, I started uh, and like started off. As, oh, I'm gonna make it like that. You just wait. I'm gonna do it. Okay. All right. So let me introduce this whole thing. I yeah. <laughs> you stayed up till four in the morning to do this. So oh I'm my very god. Excited. That's so. That's sad. 
But uh, no, it's great. So I'm on Reddit one day, and on the front page on the videos, there's a video that says YouTuber Onision verbally abusing his girlfriend, and I'd watched it, and it really affected me to to like sure. hear the things that he was saying to her, and then just like seeing her super defeated look on her face, oh. like I felt bad for her. Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck this guy," you know. Yeah. So I started. I just went down this rabbit hole, and basically Onision is getting called out for a being abusive yep. to to a lot of ex girlfriends. He's basically getting Weinsteined right now. Like they're coming out of the woodworks and they have all this proof. Yep. But also, him and his like ex ex lover, whatever I guess, were grooming people. Yep. Underage. So, so they were hitting up. 16 17 year old girls and like making friends with them and keeping in touch with them and then when they turned 18 they were like starting to bring them around and trying to turn it into like a sexual relationship and trying to kind of force this polyamorous thing on them so he's just fucking weird he's a piece of shit yeah absolutely and i just i think that we all should just take a moment and laugh at his demise um because he deserves to be a little shamed yep and and honestly he, him putting himself out there like this it deserves to it deserves some kind of <laughs> scrutiny i guess yeah um so let's see so i want to play i want to play the the video of him abusing her first so oh. the audience can kind of understand how much sure. of a piece of shit he is so that it so that the payoff at the end of this i'm going to i'm going to build up but the final video here of his his worst freak out is so mm, it's juicy it's delicious yeah and i hope that you all just laugh your ass off and when real we quick, get to there i do want to say because philip defranco did this too when he played this or at least something similar if you've been abused and things like that might want to skip this this could be a triggering thing because mm. we were showing the abusive part right first right sure yeah sure. And, and, and don't get me wrong this is probably going to be fine for everybody but just in case that that's a trigger just just letting you know but yeah okay here we go let's make fun of the shit out of this dude <laughs> After this video, of course. It's a lot, actually. You know this video's never gonna be online, right? No one will ever know how much I abuse you. It's ridiculous that you think you'll be successful. How many times do I have to tell you everything that you want to put online goes through me first? Once again, Gordon? Thanks, thanks for watching, guys. Hey, hey, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Open your mouth. No, Greg, I don't want any. Open your mouth. I don't, I don't want any, Greg. Ow! Ow, that one really, really hurt. Greg, I'm wearing oh, the shorts. Oh, that candy cord hurt. That candy cord really hurt, Greg. Oh, uh, that candy cord was like a razor blade. This is the dude who we just saw. The right? candy cord hurt, Greg. <laughs> Alright. So, yeah. So, now you all know he's not a good guy. Yeah, um, So, he starts getting called out. Um... And he, he tries to make these series of videos where he's trying to defend himself. He makes like a part one. It's really long. And he's trying to like show these conversations and trying to be like, no, I'm, I'm being, you know, made out to be this bad guy. And then he goes to make a part two. But he's like, he's like I was going to make a part two, but I'm not going to I'm not going to indulge in this. You know, I'm not going to participate. <laughs> uh-huh. But then he goes on to make all these weird fucking breakdown videos. Sure. Um. So this first this first one is just called "Please Stop This." Um, this is where the breakdown officially begins, in my opinion. Apparently, 
somebody's called the FBI on him to investigate him. Yeah. Um, towards the end, he talks about how they're going to take him to like Area 51 or something. Oh my gosh. And then he ends the video with a lot of dry heaving and coughing. But in this in this this clip that I have of it, he just flubs saying Federal Bureau of Investigations, <laughs> and then he claims he just needs a nap. <laughs> oh my gosh. The FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigations. <laughs> I need a nap. I need a, I need a nap. Dude, or... you've been caught. You've been caught, bitch. Oh, that's so great. All right, so so this next clip is called Wow, and this is where he does his Joker bit. He's now kind of been labeled as the Joker of YouTube, and... He just he does these weird facial expressions that are really sinister and he like furrows his brow and squints his and he like if you watch it it's it's kind of creepy. I mean this whole thing is creepy. Yeah. <laughs> and then you just and more cringy. dry heaving and coughing oh, but yeah. anyways. You tried to do the FBI, didn't work. You tried to do the police, didn't work. So instead, you oh resort to the paycheck. And you got it! You got it! All my patrons have been deleted! Are you happy? No! Wow. (laughs) Um, dude. Yeah. Let's see. Like, who, who... Like, this dude is, is, is... uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, can I say something or do you need to move on? I don't want to ruin the flow of your No, no, no. I'm just going to be candid here. I know I'm overweight and I know like, you know, he's a skinny dude or whatever. But the fact that 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 women and I know he has fame. So that's another thing. And I'm not saying all women find this attractive or whatever. I know I'm going to get some shit in trouble. All I'm saying is I'm getting so much trouble. (laughs) This is this is the clip that's going to get me not a job or something. All I'm saying is. It is clear that he's a piece of shit. And I'm sure that there was people telling other people that he, like this isn't a surprise. You're saying people. people probably ignored it for a long time. Yeah. And the fact that like, and I was going to make it about myself and now I'm not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is there is so many good people out there and like, not me. So now it sounds like I'm just trying to make myself look good. I'm just saying in general, there's people you, out there that are not going to abuse you, that are not pieces of shit, that... Hey, you, like me, I do. are a good guy, <laughs> and as good guys, we don't understand how somebody no. can fall for someone like right, this. Right, and the fact that it wasn't just one person. Yeah. There was multiple people over years of this, you know? Yeah. And I think, I don't know, and I... And maybe I just don't understand it because I don't find those kind of things attractive. And maybe some people do. Because, no. you know, I don't know. Oh, okay, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> this is just a real quick part where he, because in multiple videos, he got like towards the end, he just takes his clothes off and pours like kombucha or soda on his head. Oh, my God. Multiple times. So, oh so this is just him going. I'm covered in kombucha and I have no more patron. <laughs> what the heck? Dude, he has to be trolling or like 
Sounds like oh, we're gonna talk about that afterwards. Oh, okay. How much of this is real? How much of this is fake? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now we're on his next clip. It's called "Sorry." Um, at this point, his patrons been Patreon's been deleted for a day. Yeah. Um, people have started to make videos of him. So now he's addressing how bad the videos make him feel, and he proposes this idea for this website, Onision Fans. Okay. Where I guess he thinks this will be like a coalition to help him restore his name or something. People have already made videos about me and it's fucking humiliating because they're all over the place and I don't know what to do about it. There's videos about me right now where people are saying terrible things about me. There's so... Have you ever Googled my name? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I started a new website. I started a new website. Oh my hell. Onisionfans.com is the solution to all my problems. Oh my god. So jeez. Wow. Yeah, there's literally a psychological thing when someone over exaggerates how terrible they feel and how much like that's lying. Yeah. So there's this is... it's a combination. I feel like it's a combination of playing it up, but also we're getting some genuine like freaking out, losing his mind emotions. Right. I think to me, and I, and I don't know if you, and I'm sure you want to talk about this later, but like my thing is like he his like talking and then crying all of a sudden. I think that is some genuine like guilt that's coming out that he's literally just like trying to play up like yeah insane amount yeah this guy is so this brings us to the clip that i opened with where he's like i'm such a mess um and he he spits at the camera and and what i imagine is that he because he's covering his face when he's like i'm such a mess and then he looks at the camera and spits i think that he sees his reflection in the phone oh yeah and he can't stand what he sees and he spits Absolutely. I am so sorry. I am such a mess. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> um I started a new website and it's gonna be so good. And we're gonna do Discord and it fuck <laughs> We're we're getting through this, guys. Thank you. I hope you're I hope you're getting invested at this point because it <laughs> it's building up to something. I yes. promise. So this clip is called "Okay, Okay, Okay," where he's he's trying to collect himself, um, and he's trying to kind of um, do like damage control. Okay, okay. Uh-huh. Um, to all the people who are saying that I'm like crazy game. and you know that I need a mental health check and. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Does he seem fine? No. For this point? Oh my gosh. <laughs> could could you, as somebody who's been following this, go, you know what? I think he's fine. Okay. Yeah, and I'm sure he does. I'm sure he has these fans that are just like fighting for him, which just sucks. So uh, in this in this next part though, he tries to play off all the previous videos as if he was acting. And he's like, and if you can't tell see that, then you're stupid. Oh, <laughs> these videos that i'm making they're all fake so i'm not actually um mentally 
unsound <laughs> as you say I am. I'm perfect. Are you getting what? a Joaquin Phoenix vibe? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix was in 2018. This would be it. Perfectly fine. Obviously. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't understand that I'm acting in these other videos, well, I can't help you. Uh, I can't make you smart. You can't fix stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, champ. Okay. Okay. And then this is just real quick. Um, people are saying, okay, boomer. Or sorry, okay, groomer. Groomer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and But what's interesting is he addresses it as if a groomer is literally somebody who grooms like hair. Oh my gosh. So and he so, doesn't get it? Well, that's what I'm wondering is, it's kind of obvious right. at this point what he's being accused of. So is right. he is he deflecting that? Probably. They keep saying, okay, groomer to me. Okay, so a groomer is somebody who grooms themselves. Obviously. There's a dog groomer. Um, there's grooming. Like the concept of grooming. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, and then it, that video just ends with more dry heaving and coughing. Um, and then we get video number five, which is please. Um, okay. Where he so now he's going to contradict himself because he addresses those freakout videos and he says, "Oops for being a human with emotions." And I'm like, "But I thought you just said you were acting." Yeah, you know. Yeah, for sure. And then he and then he does this weird thing where he's he's trying to be like, "So it's okay for someone to cry on camera but not be angry? Like you can be sad but you can't show anger? Like it's weird." Oh my gosh. For my first freak out video, uh, which, you know, I'm sorry I'm a human being. Oops. I guess none of you are human. You can just make fun of people for, you know, having emotions. You know, I'm, I'm such a monster uh, who, who doesn't feel. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so oh if gosh. I have a little episode, suddenly I'm just the worst person ever. But if somebody cries all the time... Then they're fine because it's a different type of emotional expression, right? You have to hate anybody who gets upset, even though that's exactly the same thing on the opposite side of the spectrum. You know, you're allowed to be, ah, 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 but oh you can't be, ah! Oh my gosh. Only certain human emotions are acceptable to you people. So if you get mad, then suddenly you're a terrible person. Jeez. <laughs> Makes wow. no sense. So he wants us to react in the same way that somebody's maybe just in sitting in front of a camera and crying. Right. But he's That's not what we're seeing. But he's going, This is what you want and pouring kombucha on his head and getting naked. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Guys. Did, did so do you talk about Philip DeFranco later on? Not necessarily. Okay, so just real yeah, quick. Go, so Philip DeFranco tried to reach out to him to get uh, his like say and his people came back and said cool he'll do an interview for $10,000 <laughs> and then some other YouTuber tried and they said like $15,000 like yeah. you have a chance to defend yourself sure and by saying your money like you want money oh sorry keep going well he's he's obviously because it, it's pretty obvious that his Patreon was his main source of income. Right. And now he's like, what am I going to do for money? Like he did this one video where he's like trying to be funny. Like I got this McDonald's application and, and then he tries to pretend 
he tries to improvise the scene of him standing behind a counter taking an order. I'm just like, Fuck. what the hell? Um, so he's obviously worried about money, is what I'm saying. So yes. he's like tr- just trying to get money out of people. Yeah. But you know what? Actually, we'll talk about what I think he should do okay. after this is all over. Guys, okay. we're at the last video. <laughs> I have it split up into three clips. The final clip is the climax. Uh-huh. But this video is called Now. Okay. What did you edit this on? Uh, online. Oh. Yeah. Right. Clip Champ. Clip Champ. So, Shout out to Clip Champ. Um, yeah, this, this, this video segment is the part where I was like, I need to put this on two dudes in LA. <laughs> All right. Um, let's see. So he starts by saying he's sorry and he's trying to be genuine. Okay. I'm so sorry. And so another um, new day. I like. I made a mistake. What? <laughs> 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 uh, but like, wow. what, when he says he's sorry and made a mistake, is he talking about the shit that he did to the girls, or is right. he talking about? All the, the crazy reaction. shit he's doing online, yeah, right? I bet. Re- I like, bet that's all it is. Um, it kind of felt genuine. He's like realizing like, oh, fuck. But but then he goes on to just, I mean, this video, j- the progression of it is amazing. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I am on my knees and I am begging you, Patreon, to give me my Patreon back. Oh, my gosh. I am I am a grown man. I'm 34 and I am on my knees asking you man to man to man give to me man. my Patreon back. Well, <laughs> Watson says well because he's taking his clothes off now. Oh my gosh. Um this is the final clip. This is comedy gold for the audience listening. Um I hope that this is a payoff for you cuz this is just ridiculous. Oh, sorry. Um, at the very beginning, he's going to say, um, is this what you want? And he's going to pour soda on his head. So for the people listening, that's oh what gosh. he's doing. What? Yeah, what? Is this what you want? Huh? Is this what you want? I'll, I'll give you what you want. Ha <laughs> ha. I'll give you what you want. Okay? I'll give you what you want. <laughs> oh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Oh my gosh. I just like, you are so privileged. This guy, (laughs) 
you've gotten away with grooming people and having sex and like you know i hope you go to jail like i love how he wasn't worried about the fbi but it's his patreon that made him freak the hell out like that's what sent him over at the edge yeah you go after the pocketbook yep that's what oh my gosh like that's crazy um he has to have been entitled his whole life like to be where he be who he is and it sucks that these people get like money and get fame and like it's same with the paul brothers like freaking uh uh Shane Dawson's documentary about the Paul brothers. They weren't like rich, rich like they are now, but they were definitely more well off. Like they talked about how their mom and dad would let them do almost anything they wanted mm. and like didn't struggle much. Gr- like I shouldn't say groom anymore. That, that, <laughs> that, that word is out the door for me. But dude, that is just nuts. <laughs> um yeah. So but then so the following videos since then have just been him like packing his luggage and going out into the woods and stumbling around and pouring kombucha on his head. Oh um, so he's trying to probably what he's probably trying to do is make money off the views because he. Oh, sure. For he sure. Because uh, Philip DeFranco talked about it because, you know, Patreon, his Patreon got taken away. But YouTube is still up because YouTube, you could do whatever you want outside of YouTube, which is really messed up. But mm-hmm. as soon as you bring it on to YouTube, that's when they'll like, mm-hmm. you know, and that's and so he got kicked off Patreon for doxing someone. Yeah. He, which was separate of yeah uh, Patreon, but that's against Patreon's policies. Sure. Regardless. So sure. Which is good for them, I think. Um, <laughs> so but, but you were talking about um, his his money situation, I guess. Yeah. And he says he's like, I have nothing left. And. I'm sure I would hope that for being as big as he is and how long he's been making money, I would hope that he has some kind of savings. Probably not if he's freaking out that much. Sure. But also like his, his equipment, right? Yeah. Sell a bunch of that equipment. House, you know, he has a Tesla going to have to probably sell the Tesla. Sure. Obviously his life is, is going to reboot completely. Yeah. You can't. And, and the thing, I hope, I hope not. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, this freakout stuff is 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 ter- is you know ridiculous and cringy or whatever. But like, I think he's trying to get people to be sympathetic with him. But I'm not. Like you groomed and were mentally ab- and physically abusive, and like I hope your life doesn't reboot, <laughs> dude. I hope you just keep spiraling. Well, what he's he's trying to ask people to like take your videos down, please. And uh-huh. I really just want to start over and I just want to be happy and make funny videos. And I'm like, everything uh-huh. is still so fresh right now, bro. Like yeah, dude. what I think he needs to do is just disappear yep. for, for a while. Let the dust settle. Wait till he's not part of the conversation anymore. And also give his emotions some time to f- figure themselves out right. so that he can start thinking clearly about what his next step is. Sure. Or hopefully he goes to jail <laughs> and that he can get, that figured out in jail, I guess. True. I don't know. Um, but but yeah, so you know, you're talking about his motivation, right? You're saying he obviously wants the views. Yep. Yes. The guy he's narcissistic. Was this posted on he's YouTube? He's an attention whore. Huh? Was this posted on YouTube? All yeah. Okay. This is all on his YouTube. Gotcha. Um so yeah, I'm like I'm I'm trying to think of all of his angles for doing this and the only thing that makes sense is that he just wants the attention yeah i can't imagine that there's much more thought processes behind it because 
he's lost his head so much. He yeah. can't be thinking clearly about anything he's else. He's been found out. He's been exposed for what he how he really is. And then I think that uh, I think he wants to try and get any kind of sympathy he can. But at the same time, because he's reacting so uh, insanely, I'm sure his YouTube like views are huge right now. Mm. Right? Um, I mean, I don't know how big they are. Into the hundreds of thousands, yeah. Okay. I sure. wonder how that is in comparison to his other stuff. Other stuff, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's definitely getting attention like he hopes, but it's not good attention. No, it's not. Like, if he has any hope of, in the future, maybe restarting some kind of career for himself, uh-huh. this is this is terrible content to have. Right. Be remembered. Yeah. And not only that. To have to try and come back from. Yeah. Not only that, he has to be. The first and foremost, he has to be acquitted of all the th- all the stuff that he's been accused of, sure. which is not going to happen because yeah. you have that. <laughs> you showed also, the video of that girl um, getting an, abused. An, another thing, if he wants any chance, is yeah, disappear for a while, let people calm, calm down. But yeah. then, if or when he comes back, he needs to show that he's learned the error of his ways, like sure. that he's taken steps to f- address and fix these problems because it's obviously. A huge thing. I mean, multiple people are accusing him of these activities. He's got to do something about it, and no yeah. one's going to forgive him until he's kind of shown, like, you know. Yeah, and maybe it's steps. because I I was never a fan, like at first. Yeah. But like, let's say, let's see, who's one of my favorite YouTubers right now? Like Cody Ko, or um, Philip DeFranco. Like, let's say one of them came out, like accusations came out against them, mm. I, and I don't know if it's just because I hold grudges, but. If I heard anybody like Louis C.K. is a is a prime example, I will never support him ever again. Oh, <laughs> I know, and I know, and we might be different, definitely different in this, but like, I just and I and I, it's hard because yeah, I get it. Like I do, there is a part of me emotionally that's like we need to forgive people and like people need to learn, but at the same time, I do feel there is. Uh, there is a line that you cross where there's certain things that are just uh, unforgivable mm. and doing sexual things to people without consent or them not. Cause like for this guy's example, like Lucy K did it without their consent. But with these, these guys, with these people literally grooming them to become, I think is still just yeah, as bad. kind of taking advantage of their, how impressionable they are. Yeah. And so, to me, there's a line that's crossed where I, it's, it, I don't think you can come back from it unless it is proven that none of it's true, mm. which okay. is which it's hard because it's how so do you you're, prove so you're saying not true because because it's basically true. You're you personally are not able to ever. And be, that's just me. But personally. you were never a fan in the first place. So. Right. But that's why I'm saying like Louis C.K. I was a huge fan of Louis mm. C.K. I would go see him. Like, he came through Utah twice. I watched his show. Like, I was so excited for his movie. And then those allegations started happening. And, like, now that they're, like, for sure a thing that happened and, like, he admitted it to him, I just don't think. And I know he's trying to come back, but I just so, don't think I can. So you'll probably never go see him live, but if he if he did another special, do you think you'd check it out? Probably not. Wow. Uh, 
And oh, I, that's fair. It's just, that's it's just fair. a line that, uh, that yeah. for me, I just, everyone's I line is different. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing too. People will, might go back to him, but also his apology wasn't very great. Like maybe if he came back a little bit later and like, I don't know, nope. it would take a lot, a lot, a lot. And we're kind of in a new age where this is now being exposed. I don't think we've quite seen somebody come back from it yet. So I don't think anyone really knows if they can mm. or if they should. Mm. And if there is the right way to do it, I don't really know. Sure. Yeah. That's fair. Kevin Spacey's another one, <laughs> which sucks because I love yeah. him and he's in a lot of movies. I mean, him is a little bit harder just because he's in so many movies. But like, I don't know. I'm never going to cast him in a movie. If <laughs> but I don't have that power yet. But I don't True. know. It's interesting. It's, you know, it's the whole Me Too th- thing. And I think it's amazing that it's happening. I think we're all still really much learning from it. But mm. I think until somebody, it's just hard. I don't think I could accept anybody from doing it and coming back unless, I don't know. We're just so new about it. So I don't know. I hear you, man. It's, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that people are getting called out on stuff and it's causing people to be more thoughtful about their, their actions. Yeah. It sucks that it came to that point to get people to act normal. <laughs> like, sure. It's like, you can't just be a normal, respectful adult. You, you got to like have people watching you at all times yeah. like but you know that's that's the world for you i guess yeah and i yeah i just hope that yeah i just hope we can figure it out <laughs> and i hope people can just yeah consent guys that's it's really as easy as that you know yeah. just get consent well buddy we're we're getting close here man this is a big episode we might want to think about cutting it in two parts <laughs> this is beautiful though do you uh do you want to answer some listener emails real quick? Sure. A couple quick questions. Finish it up. Initializing listener email. Listener email initialized. Mm, I always feel like we're in an 80s club. I'm sure <laughs> I said that already. Yeah, yeah, buddy. All right, so we got a few of them. Thanks for being patient about them. Yeah, we uh, well, we've got another Would You Rather here. Nice. Do you want to? Would you like to? Which one? There's two. Uh, pick your fave. <laughs> I think you'd like this one. Okay. Would you rather swim 300 meters through shit or dead bodies? Mm. It's funny because when we when I listened back to our podcast, we talked about a Would You Rather, where would you would you eat shit? Or sorry, would you eat chocolate flavored like shit or shit flavored? Wait. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Shit flavored like chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or actual shit. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember. Something like that. But this, I would rather do that. I would rather go through shit. Well, I dead bodies is terrible. But aren't dead bodies also kind of shit? <laughs> like, like if I you guess, if you pushed a, if you pushed a dead body in the wrong spot, wouldn't like shit maybe come out? I would. <laughs> I would feel gross either way, but I don't think I'd feel as guilty <laughs> swimming mm, through shit. Like maybe that's a good point that I did it, but not like pushing dead bodies aside. That's a good point. Gross. Because I because what I when I think about the idea of dead bodies having shit, mm-hmm. so now so I, I interpret the question as: Do you want to swim through shit, or do you want to swim through dead bodies and shit? <laughs> so I'm there like, well, I guess I guess just the shit. <laughs> Exactly. We don't have to add the dead bodies we don't in. Don't have there. to add that in there. Nope, that's fine. Um. Okay. Okay. And then this next one, 
we haven't really talked too much about pet peeves and stuff. So I think no, this is, this I think we have, one. but not very much. Yeah. So my roommate chews really loudly. What would you do to help with this pet peeve? I don't know. This is a good one. Um. Yeah. This is a. This is another one of mine as well, mm. because I was raised on it. My right. sister. My sister had a a bad problem of chewing with her mouth open yeah and so growing up as a kid it was like every dinner it was my parents just hounding her to like close your mouth when you chew yeah and so it was kind of just beaten to my head and and i i have some friends out here that and i'm not talking about you okay i hope but, not. we're gonna get some lunch <laughs> later so but i'm thinking of a specific <laughs> friend who chews obnoxiously loud yeah to the point where i'm like a do you not hear yourself and be like, are you okay with the fact that you're making that much noise? Like, <laughs> I'm sure they just get like self, like they do, it's just a part of their eating habits. So they don't even think about it. Yeah. And by, by chewing loud, you mean like mouth open. Yeah. Right? But even like smacking their lips, like yeah, I can't, it's I like, it's like you're adding noise to the noise. Yeah. <laughs> I was the same thing growing up, uh, especially when I got my step family because I have three step siblings and each single one of them chewed with their mouth open. Mm. There was even one time I remember where we were like eating on a on a Saturday and like my stepsister came in and started clipping your toenails <laughs> just right at the dinner table dude I was like I literally and I was like I had to be like 13 14 but I remember looking and be like what are you doing <laughs> So just letting him fall on the kitchen floor Yeah and wow. I was like what is going on this is gross wow. Um so that's definitely a pet peeve but yeah I guess I guess how do you how do you approach somebody Here's what I'll say you don't do it the way that so I I remember distinctly, I was at a football I was at a Super Bowl game. That's the only time I watch football, and we were eating, and like I was I was the same. I, this was pounded into my mind. So I don't know how she was hearing me. She might have heard me take a bite or something. But one of my friends turned and looked at me and says, "Oh my God, can you chew with your mouth closed?" <laughs> and I was like, and, "But she said it in front of everybody." And like I kind of looked over and I literally got like I. I got really defensive and I don't really get defensive. I usually get very like submissive, but I was literally like, I literally turned to everybody. I was like, was I chewing really loud? And everyone was like, we didn't hear you mm. at all. We don't know what she's right. talking about. And then she was like, Oh, well, I don't know. Maybe I was just noticing. It. And I was like, it was hounded to me as a kid. So like, if I'm chewing loudly, I'm embarrassed, but I mm. don't think it was so, but I would say that's the wrong way. You don't want to be it. that person. That's like, yes, you're like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> and you like, Say it in front of people. I would say if it's it's if it's a big deal to you, take them like. Well, uh, and you said it's your at, roommate. At what point are you, you know, the asshole that's calling out the chewer, or yeah. are you like saying what everyone else in the room is thinking? Right? Yeah, and I think that's why she said it out loud. Is that she? She was probably thought she, she was would, having that moment. Yes, and then and she realized, she oh, did. no one else could hear. Yeah, but I hope that if if you had a pet peeve, <laughs> uh, the person or like. I think me in general, because, you know, we've all had roommates where we all have to kind of like accolade and like get along. Me and Eric have a great communication. Uh, that's my roommate's name. Um, we all have our moments, of course, like we're super busy or whatever. But, yeah, I would say sitting them alone, talking to them like, you know, face to face or whatever. Not um, not amongst like a party. Yeah, you don't got to embarrass them. Exactly. Like it's probably a thing that... Um, they just have never been told hadn't or... even occurred to him yeah <laughs> um no i i agree with that also like yeah think think about 
the approach. Like you don't want, you don't have to be a dick to get them to stop. You don't yeah. have to be mean or annoyed. Um, and, and then also one thing that I like to do is try and get them to understand your perspective. Yeah. Don't just be like, Hey, don't do that. Yeah. Say like, look, I'm really sorry, but it's literally like nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah. Like I can't focus. I'm so yeah. sorry. I wish that I could handle it, but like, I can't do anything. And, when and I, I think another thing just, and make sure not to be like the whole world doesn't do this. You're the only one. Like, I think, <laughs> I think like you're, I think you're exactly right. Bring it to you and say, Hey, like, I love you. Like, I'm sorry. This is a weird thing, but like chewing really loudly. It just really like, yeah. Like it hurts me. And like I can't eat or something, you know. I mean, yeah. don't lie. Be be real about it. But but bring it to you because I think that's another thing. What a lot of people do when they're trying to defend their argument is they try and like bring the whole world into it. When mm. really it's about you and this relationship with this yeah. other person, you know. And that's what gets more done instead mm-hmm. of being like, oh well, yeah, the whole world chews with their mouth closed. You're the only one who doesn't. It, it's kind of like, <laughs> ouch. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I hate when people try and pull that tactic. Yeah, they just oh, they yeah. just try to make you feel bad. They're trying to get you stopped by making you feel bad. Exactly. Yeah. So, True. So that's what I would do. You definitely, if if it's getting to the point where you can't handle it, you yeah. have to talk about it. Yeah. Just don't be a dick. Yeah. Don't be a dick. You that's... know. But but if 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 it's just something that had never occurred to them, then bring it to their attention. There you go. So yes. I, I agree with you on that. I hope that you guys get that figured out. Yeah. Beautiful. Man, this has been the most relaxing podcast with these new mics. <laughs> been I'm, really liking I'm it. I'm glad that I did this. This is gonna this makes a whole new environment for yeah, the Yeah, absolutely. The so guys, if you've never listened to the show before, um we close every episode with an excerpt. Yes. And you really wanted this one because you deleted the one that I put there. <laughs> so Oh I I just assumed that was from a previous oh, no. episode. That was that was new for this one. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> I didn't even We can do it next time. <laughs> um but but we've done like Watson has a book called Teflon, which is an awesome uh, gangster novel. You yes. just pick a random excerpt. And then I recently discovered this book called The Alphabet of Manliness uh, yes. by this writer Maddox. That's just one word. Yeah. Maddox. Um so how about how about you give me a letter of the alphabet? L. Okay. We're doing it. We're doing it. L is for Lumberjack. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting. All right. Okay. Let me move my headphones. Okay. L's for Lumberjack. Lumberjack is a man who jacks lumber. (laughs) Chopping down trees is all they think about. If there were no trees to chop down, Lumberjacks would cease to exist. I also love that the picture is a Lumberjack on a shark. (laughs) On a shark. (laughs) Like they have anything to do with each other. Yeah, for sure. And yet lumberjacks have so much contempt for trees that they are willing to sacrifice their very existence to help win the war against nature. (laughs) (laughs) Trees are everywhere. It's getting to the point where you can't even go to a park anymore without seeing a tree. (laughs) If lumberjacks didn't cut down trees, trees would overwhelm us and take over the world. Then where would we raise our families and park our cars in the forest? (laughs) Wishful thinking, and it might even work if it weren't for one small detail, bears. Yep, exactly. Um, let's see what else he talks about, Lumberjacks. <laughs> My sister thinks I'm an idiot for caring so much about Lumberjacks, so she interviewed me for a report she was doing. <laughs> Who cares about Lumberjacks? Me. Why do you care about Lumberjacks? Because they're manly. 
but it's just a profession. What's so special about someone who cuts down trees every day? <laughs> no, 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 no. Being a lumberjack isn't a profession. It's who they are. People are born lumberjacks. Like you're born a moron. Oh. Why do you think they're manly? Because they chop down trees and they're hairy and they wear <laughs> plaid. I don't think they're manly. I think they're stupid. They cut down trees by using their muscle instead of their brains. That's why they're stupid. You can't cut down trees with brains. You need an axe. <laughs> <laughs> and there we go. All right, guys. Beautiful. And with that, we're going to sign off. This is... How, big, how long is this? <laughs> Yeah, two hours and 15 Woo! minutes. Wow. So I think this might be our longest podcast Let's give ever. ourselves a round of applause. Yeah, thank you. Everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed it. We covered a lot. Yes. I hope you were entertained the whole way through. I hope Hopefully you laughed. Recorded. Um, I hope that you all have a wonderful new year and yes. Christmas. And um, follow us on the, all the socials, yep. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at TDLA Podcast. Send us emails if you want to ask us questions or just things to talk about or what you thought about the episode, whatever. That's tdlapodcast at gmail.com. Sweet. Anything else? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Bye. Bye. Bye.